0: schools, you name it, we're on uncensored tonight, nice clean little bandwidth, no one else is using it, price is right, I like the idea that a voice can just go somewhere uninvited like a dirty thought in a nice clean mind,
1: guess who, it's me again, the little attitude for all of you in white red land it's five o'clock Do you care what the mainstream media says you out there you listening What's up, fam? What's going on? Hope we get good to see you guys all out there. Um, let me get my screen fixed here. <laughs> there we go. Uh you're looking live at the thefoxhole.app. That's right. The foxhole.app. Help support free speech platforms like the foxhole.app. Do me a favor. Uh do, grab the link here, right on top here, the app slash home. Dump that into your social media and say, hey, check this place out. You guys, these this is there's something good happening here. Uh, and let's help us expand our family because uh, the guys behind the scenes are doing what they can to help uh, expand our family. Uh, and it's really become a family with all you guys out there. And so I really appreciate you guys very much. Uh, check out the app, Check out uh, Tiger Network. Check out uh, Cloud Hub. Free speech platforms like that help spread the word. Check out UncensoredAve.com as well. When you get a minute, you can find the podcast up there. We're on every single podcast you can find. Just search Brothers Uncensored. The daily shows are posted up here if you want to find those as well as the live stream video shows from uh, the day as well If you don't get a chance To watch those You can always go to Uncensoredave.com Find out those shows That you missed on there Find the links to them Also you can join Our, our mailing list Which is under construction Stand by for that We are on Foxhole Twitch YouTube hates us Fuck them, DLive Cloud Hub And Tiger Network As well as like I said All those podcast platforms The blog has the latest articles That you guys need to see And help spread the word on Those are That's where you can find those Finally scroll down A little bit more And you can find out How to help us How to help us keep the lights on If you want to just share the stream That's one of the best ways You can do it Help spread the word of mouth. Cash App, Patreon, and PayPal are the other ways. If you join our Patreon, you get access to our private Discord, at which point you can get access to what's going on behind the scenes and help us research and watch me argue about whether or not it's fake news or not, <laughs> as we may have seen in there today. You never know. You know, you never know. There's always that, you always got to be skeptical of that first source, in my opinion. Uh, and then from there, th- verify the original source. If you can't find that original source, then then here's your sign. Um, that's that's kind of where I'm at on that. All right, let me welcome my bro Joe into the house and have him welcome in our guest today. Crypto Beatles is in the house.
0: What's up, brother? Glad to be here with you today. Man, I had a lot of fun uh, yesterday on our show, but last night me and the Texan decided to hang out with a, a little show called The Show and uh, played some music and just kind of hung out. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so just a shout out to uh, the Texan out there in case anybody caught it. Hello to everybody out there in Foxhole. Man, there's a ton of Patriots out there. I see you all. Much love. But I am super excited to bring in what I I, I consider a friend and a great Patriot. Robert, how are you doing today, brother? What is going on, brothers? How's everybody doing?
2: I'm doing I'm doing great. It's uh, great to see a bunch of the fam there in the chat. It's always great to hang out with the Patriotic brothers. I uh, appreciate all that you guys do in the space, man. It's uh, It's incredible. Thank you.
1: Man, I appreciate that. It's, uh, you know, we were kind of talking a little bit behind the scenes and like, it's like, man, you know, you get, you get that one statement once a month maybe from somebody that says, man, I don't think you know, you changed, you helped change my life, dude. And, and honestly, we're all doing that together. That's what we're here for. We're kind of our own support structure for this disaster of a world we live in. Um, and it's, it's it's been great. You got great channels. Uh, you know, you got uh, White Hat doing prayers. You got uh, Amy Joe doing prayers on our channel here. Neo does prayers. Almost all of these different platforms help with prayers, too. You know, people that are suffering. My pops, you guys know, are watching them die in front of us right now. And you guys have been praying for him for over a couple of years now i mean it's been you know your prayers i think are are bring us all strength and you know that's what i love about this man that's honestly what i love about this the more you guys help spread the word the better the better it's going to get and it's going to continue to get better and bring in great guests on like uh like my friend here uh crypto Beatles. i like just calling you by your nickname crypto Beatles, man it's just (laughs) uh it's, it's got that ring to it you know what i'm saying?
0: It does. I know. I I always want to call him Robert, though. I feel like I feel like I'm not doing him justice by calling him crypto, but I think he goes by either. Right. um, I've just been called Beatles since I was a little bug. You know, that's my last name.
2: Everybody (laughs) just calls me Beatles. Uh, Crypto Beatles was just kind of a cheeky, just inside joke for just family and friends. And then it kind of took off to being like number five in the world for crypto education. So, you know, it just started off as a joke just for, you know, for, you know, family and friends and
0: stuff like that. And then it just kind of stuck. So Anyways, but most everybody just calls me Beatles. Perfect. I love it. I love it. And just real quick, in case you guys didn't catch the update from Methods earlier, there is now a share, uh, a chance to share each individual program. If you look at the top of the chat, there's like a little arrow uh, that looks like a share, and it is a share. And you can now share streams individually. Now, not everybody got the update, of course. Um, so it, it might, uh, take a little while. I got the update on my, uh, on my computer and on my cell phone. Uh, I did on an, uh, 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 just logged out and logged back in and it worked. So it's as simple as that. It's a nice, uh, additional feature that, uh, crypto and every crypto Beatles and everybody else has been working at behind the scenes to bring extra features. And that little share button is a good way to market the platform guys. So take a look at that
1: yeah good stuff and thank you uh methods for keeping us informed on what's going on you know it's um right now, I don't have it, so some of you might not have it out there. It might not show on your screen. What you gotta do is you gotta um clear your cache clear all your your internet history, and then it'll reload the newest version of the website. That's how simple it is. You don't have to go to an app store to download it if you just uh uh, get it out of your uh, cache and your and, you know you should be deleting your internet history a couple times a week anyway. Most of you out there probably don't do that, but you should make a habit of that in general. Uh, it's it's uh, smart to do to keep keep that stuff on you off your computer and keep your computer working as fast as possible. Especially all of us who have tons of links open all the time. Make sure you guys are doing that. Um, Robert, there has been. A, first of all, let me just start here, man. It's been about a month since we talked last. What have you been up to? How's it going? how How's your health? How's your family? How's all that going?
2: So family's healthy and happy. Um, My youngest son just had a son. So that's the family's growing, which is very, very cool.
0: Is that Um, your, is that your first grandson then?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So so 40, like 40, 42 with uh with a grandkid. So, but I guess that's what happens. That's what happens when you, you when you start with your wife at 14 years old and, We've been together 28 years, so our youngest oh, is dad. Yeah. You Want
1: to hear a funny story? Uh, well, I got I married my wife when I was uh 20 and 19, and I was 42 when I had my first grandkid, <laughs> and our 20 our 28th anniversary will be this Sunday.
2: That is incredible, man! Congrats, dude. <laughs> we're, we're we're in good company. Yeah, right? our wives haven't killed us yet, right? You know, yeah. we're still man, up I'll with tell us.
1: you what, you know, you got a good one when you can when you can keep one around for that long. I tell you what, you right? know that better than I do.
2: <laughs> yeah she's she's my best bud she's uh she's incredible but uh yeah, I'm yeah everybody's about healthy it. Yeah, everybody's um, healthy and happy the the only thing that i worry about really right now is um you know, all this crazy vaccine stuff that's going on man it's just i've got friends and family that you know just didn't freaking listen to me and you know there's i got some that are you know they're they're not doing good man <laughs> they're not doing good which is horrible but uh yeah, Aside from, you know, this crazy upside down world that we're living in and all this uh, push for everybody to get vaccinated, um, you know, I guess I guess we're doing OK.
1: You know that that kind of uh, the real story behind the battles in big pharma and that consolidation that's kind of happening without everyone really looking at it um, and has happened over the past 10 or 15 years. Is, is an interesting kind of story that really doesn't get enough attention. I think if, if we really looked at what's happening with these vaccines and these big pharma companies that are the main ones that are making the biggest amount of money off of this, if you really want to look deep into it, I think that it's more about um, President Trump's regulations and how he tries to rein in big pharma while he was you know, in power and did what he could, which is very little he can do, but he had an effect on them. And their profits definitely suffered. And, um, you know, opening up competition in in uh, diabetes style drugs and things like that was smart politics and smart in general. And you're watching this administration reverse those. And then on top of that, you're seeing these companies kind of go after each other in the news. They're using their news sources to kind of play the game of, ah, look what you did. Ah, look what you did. Death's over here. Death's over there. And, and you know, uh, so you're kind of seeing that, I think, it play out. And it's I think it's the biggest part of what's actually happening right now. Do you, do you see that same angle that I'm trying to take there on that? Can you can you pontificate on that a little bit?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, with with what Trump was doing in the pharmaceutical side of things – it was definitely hitting them in the pockets. I mean, you can see people like Dr. Shiva, they've done a lot of research into this and they've shown that the uh, pharmaceutical companies, their profits have just been nosediving, right? They've uh, Basically, they're spending their money on marketing and research and they're not having enough of these pharmaceuticals that um, actually work. So they're losing billions of dollars. And I forget what the exact... Um, what the exact ratio is, but it's like they put in $1 and they lose three. So they really needed these vaccines to pump up the profits because there's no liability for them. They can basically go and kill 122 million people and not have to face an ounce of liability because of, hey, you know, what uh, the use. Kennedys did.
1: Yeah. Emergency use. Hey, you know, yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. You got like Gen P sack, right. That says, Things along the lines of we have three you know approved vaccines, which is b s we don 't have any according to the fda or the c d c and so um, you know there 's this false security that 's you know in the minds of a lot of these Americans that and just people globally they just simply don 't understand what 's in this stuff because they don 't read the box like they would a box of cereal. And what's terrifying is there's so many people that are having strokes and heart attacks, and they don't put it towards the vaccine, even though it's most likely the culprit. So they're just looking at like things where they say, well, over the last 13 years, according to the CDC, there was about 3,000 deaths from vaccines. And since these new emergency use vaccines came out, there's about 3,000 deaths in four months. Now, that those, I would imagine, are ones that are just like instantaneous, right, where they just get a shot and then they're dead. Um, I have a hard time believing they 've done the research to figure out, okay well, this blood clot caused a death here, this stroke from the vaccine caused you know a death there. You know, things like that. So people aren't really looking into this. They're starting to hear stuff on the mainstream news talking about, well, you know, there's about seven people out of millions that, you know, maybe got this rare type of blood clot. And then they say crazy stuff like, well, but you know what? The chances of you getting some kind of adverse reaction from the vaccine is far less than you actually contracting the coronavirus. But then they tell you, if you actually get the vaccine, there's a good chance you might actually contract. The coronavirus. Yeah. And then they say things along the lines of well, you'll still have to wear a mask. You still have to socially distance. You still can't eat indoors. You're still going to need a passport. So, what the hell is the point of this vaccine other than to make these pharmaceutical companies even more rich? And it's it's really sad because people aren't paying attention. They're not doing their research. 122 million Americans have already got at least one dose. 75 million have already got you know, a second dose. You got people like Dr. Eden that comes out there that was with the pharmaceutical companies for like 32 years talking about this. It looks like a mass depopulation event. It's like people need to wake the hell up.
1: You fucking nailed it, man. And it's it's hilarious because if you just think about it like that, just it, don't, it takes you two seconds to think about it like that and you go, huh. Something doesn't add up here. <laughs> no, we I don't think do it's that.
0: I think it's hilarious because you call her P-Sack. I usually call yeah. her P-sack-y. Um <laughs> and I always and I always laugh because I'm like, I'm never gonna say her name right. I know how to say it, but she she's uh I got a she's button. something. I got a else.
1: button just for her. You
0: fat bearded bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that works. That works too. Yeah. Did you guys speaking of the vaccine? Did you guys happen to see the uh, the head of Denmark's medicines yes. agency? It's oh, collapsed.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man,
0: Jeez. let me let me play this real quick. It's only fifteen seconds. I was like, "Holy!" It's about, it's about
2: two seconds, or about a second and a half. Timber.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> what
1: the fuck?
0: And that was that. She just literally stood up there, and I mean, dude, she she bit it hard, man. Hard. What the
1: hell? A sack
2: of potatoes, man.
1: I'm gonna go well, with she, she. locked her knees and and I've I've passed out once at a a two and a half hour thing with the commandant um, of the Marine Corps. We said we had to stand there for like two and a half hours, and I locked my knees up once, and I I I woke up being drug off the parade deck. <laughs> so I'll give it, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> was it Was it at least hot? Oh yeah, it was out in 29 Palms and we were standing there for like two and a half hours. Oof. Yeah. yeah. And I was I was pissed because I was always proud of myself. I'm like, I'm not that's never gonna be me.
0: <laughs> there is I mean there is good news here in Denmark. Obviously they did announce that AstraZeneca AstraZeneca is gonna be discontinued. <laughs> <laughs> here we go with the games by the way.
1: Oh, yeah. what in the world? How many of these videos, on? though?
0: I remember, I, know, I remember another video when they you know, a couple other videos when they come up to announce stuff and they're just passing out, like, live on air. I just, it's, I don't know, super interesting.
1: Oh, that's just, that just does not breed confidence in me when <laughs> you're pulling a fucking press conference on vaccines and she just flat out, look like she freaking literally died in front of the screen. Oh, my
2: God, it's scary. She's like, well, I just got the shot. I don't think it's that bad, but we're going to stop it anyways. And then... <laughs> Yeah. i don't see yeah, I any to go with her there's no, yeah. there's no problems here
1: <laughs> right <laughs> yes. oh, so i would be remiss if i didn't pick your brain a little bit about what's been going on in the markets and stuff man i I follow it religiously and i i speculate in my mind and i'll tell you what i think i told you this before i would have made it i would have been a multi-billionaire off of crypto if i would have listened to myself but i i'm also i'm I can kind I can play the market pretty good in my mind. I just got to put real money down. <laughs> Step one is getting there. But here's what's interesting about what's going on with with the markets right now. This story here came out, and we kind of talked about this a little bit yesterday. I kind of wanted to hint this for today and get your take on this. Coinbase went Coinbase Global went went um, uh, public yesterday. I think it uh, started at around like three fifty. Went up to like three seventy five, something like that. It's back down today a little bit to 324 closed at 322 so back up a little bit so so uh, I'll pairing some of those major uh, gains right off the, the bat and here's what i wanted to ask you though because cnbc uh actually all of the different business channels that i that i kind of scan back and forth on you guys can't see that that's interesting let's try that um all of the uh, the channel Bloomberg, all of these channels are saying, they are calling this a a major uh, mo- moment for the future of crypto. Coinbase blockbuster debut is a watershed moment for cryptocurrency, but there are risks ahead. Of course, there are. Uh, the big money has always been very, very, very cautious. I don't think you, these people. You don't get into this, you'll lose everything. They've been very cautious. Have of guiding people away from crypto. Meanwhile, all of these big banks and big corporations are investing in crypto. Coinbase is set to go public, as you can see there yesterday. It comes down to prices of Bitcoin and other virtual currencies have soared over the past year as investors look to diversify their portfolios in the belief that a spike in inflation is coming, which we figured out is uh, laughable. There is no inflation right now. Price currency uh, increases is not um, inflation. Um, You know... uh, uh, what do you call it? Shipping lane problems and the in the uh, re- the revenue from that and the delays in the shipping uh, problems from from COVID is a major problem with regards to co- cost of goods right now. That's diff- That's not inflation. But you're seeing China being worried because they're being affected by inflation. Uh, they 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 will be. Um, be hurting to pay already these these debt bills that are coming due, and on top of that seeing an increasing cost for their people and people around the world. That's what they're really more worried about. Um, so they're trying to hedge against that, and it's interesting to watch how they play that game. But in general, on all of that topic, it, the question I really have for you is, how does Coinbase compare to uh, your business, Monarch, sim- similar businesses like that, and – do you do you view this uh, IPO and it's very successful multi-billion dollar IPO as a watershed moment for cryptocurrency?
2: Yeah, so um, I guess we'll start first with how is Coinbase and Monarch similar? So similar, we allow people to buy, sell, send, store, receive their cryptocurrency, swap it, earn interest on it, track the market, track the news. That's just in the wallet that's free. The big difference is Ours is decentralized. So that means that you and you alone are the monarch. Okay, so nobody can, like if Coinbase goes out of business, there's a good chance you're going to lose all your crypto. If they get hacked, there's a good chance going to, you're going to lose a lot of crypto. They're a centralized solution, meaning that they are holding your funds. And one of the oldest oldest adages in, in crypto is, not your keys, not your crypto. So that essentially means that if you don't have 100% control of your crypto, it's really not yours because somebody else could take it or keep you from it. So there's a big difference just from the very beginning of our wallet versus Coinbase because they're centralized, we're decentralized, meaning you're the Monarch, not us. We can't access your funds. Coinbase, of course, could at any moment. Um, Then with Monarch Pay, we're essentially a decentralized PayPal. So not only do we have the Coinbase aspect, but in a decentralized manner, we then have the PayPal aspect of it for merchants, for your checkouts. For reoccurring tra- uh, transactions, for single-time transactions, no high, no high fees. Nobody in between you and your money. So you have all these decentralized layers of protection, allowing you and you alone to be the monarch of your funds. Whether you're a merchant or a consumer or just a speculator using the wallet uh, for cold storage or just for regular storage. Um, so there's there's a lot of key differences there, but f-
1: how do fees uh, c- compare? Is is fees kind of become a standardized among the industry or is that based on the different platforms as well? So every
2: platform charges a different amount of fees. And also, too, know that the blockchains themselves charge fees. So like Bitcoin itself has a mining fee. All right. So for the miners to validate your transaction, they charge some Bitcoin to do that. They don't work for free. And so people think that, oh man, my wallet just charged me X amount of Bitcoin to do that transaction. No, it wasn't the wallet. It was the miners. Same thing with Ethereum. The Ethereum network charges a fee to use it. So then you have your wallets or your exchanges that charge a fee on top of that. And all of them kind of range and are different. Um, And then they play little games too where certain exchanges, say Bitcoin is $100, They'll charge you 110 and pretend that they only give you a 2% um, you know, transaction fee, but really you're paying $10 over spot plus a 2% transaction fee on the crypto. Gotcha. So a lot of exchanges play those games where we peg everything based off of the actual price. And um you know, again, it's all decentralized. So when you store your crypto, only you have access to it. And But but, anyways. With the, so with, um, in
1: general, though, a very similar platform, just different in an approach on how the back end goes. And, and uh, you know, I am assuming obviously in the fees and things like that is all particular base, but in general, a similar type platform, is that correct to say that?
2: So they're very similar when you look at um, what they actually do. So if you look at like an exchange and then you look at like a payment processor of sorts, with like PayPal and Coinbase and you morph them together, you've got Monarch, okay. right? But it's decentralized. So, and then you don't have all the crazy high fees and there's nobody that can claw back your money or lock your account or take your crypto because you and you alone are the Monarch. So it's similar when you look at the goals, like what do they do? What is the end result? You know, what is the business model? They're, they're similar because they have the, you know, the, the, some of the same outcomes. But the level of security, the level of power, the level of, you know, just control that the user has is unparalleled from any platform. So it's uh, incredible that way where, again, it's the the person using Monarch is the monarch of their funds. It's really that
1: simple. Very, very well them. thought out and you're very well placed uh, right about now. Thoughts on the watershed moment?
2: Yeah. So with Coinbase, it absolutely shows that crypto is here to stay. All right. So you know now that you've got a company in exchange, the second largest exchange in cryptocurrency that was valued at like $86 billion or something. You've got people like Michael Saylor at uh, MicroStrategy. You get people like Elon Musk, you know, at Tesla. You've got these people putting the money they would normally just keep in a bank account, moving into Bitcoin, taking Bitcoin for uh, transactions with, within their own corporation. Paying their board members in Bitcoin. You can see that now there's, you know, more and more of the uh, bigger, the bigger people out there starting to get into this. You can see the institutions and the banking um, side of things getting into crypto, um, Mm -hmm. creating ETFs or allowing uh, storage of cryptocurrencies. Uh, within their infrastructure, creating their own blockchain solutions. Like, like for me, SBC that did. I think
1: that was the watershed moment right there. When they, when ETF started doing, started hoarding crypto, I think for me, that was a sign that hold on a second. This is, there's a lot of uh, high, high end money market managers saying, stay away from crypto. And then you see ETFs get involved. And that's for me was like, oh, wait a minute here. What do we got going on here?
2: Yeah. I mean, you look at Jamie Dimon, he's calling, you know, Bitcoin crap, yet he's yeah. having his desks buy it up as fast as they possibly could while he's telling the public, stay away from this stuff. And then they start to change narrative after they've consolidated or or brought in enough Bitcoin or brought in enough cryptocurrency or built up their blockchain solutions enough to where then other people can start investing. You yeah. go like JP Morgan, you know, they're making like 40%, right? You know, they're making 40% on their money. I think, what was it, like $33 billion or something according to their... Their last 8K, I think it was um, one of their uh, their quarterly reports. So they're just making money hand over fist. And of course now, you know, they're they're going to have their own blockchain solution. But what people really need to understand is crypto is here to stay. Make no mistake, I've been talking about this since 2011. People mm-hmm. thought I was crazy when I was talking about crypto back then. They see it today. I was talking about silver back way before then. People thought I was crazy at 50. I'm telling you, assets, inflation, that stuff is coming. They keep you see printing aluminum? all this money. But just know that our currencies that we have now, every single country, every single country out there, they have like fiat, they have paper money. It's all going to be digital, all right? It's going to be digital. It's going to be some form of crypto, some form of digital, you know, like smartphone type based currency. You can yeah. see in Asia, like seventy-five, eighty percent of all all exchanges, all uh, currency, you know, exchange is done via smartphone over there.
1: India as well. Um,
2: Yeah, yeah. You can see that it's it's just a matter of time. And you already know that the Federal Reserve is doing it. You already know that like the big banks are doing it. They've they've already started building this out. So people have to understand that this is here to stay. It's only going to get more and more prevalent and more and more scary because they're going to be able to see how much money you have, where you spend it, social scores, all that kind of stuff, take it back from you, all kinds of crazy stuff. I've always said Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, actually I've always said blockchain cryptocurrency is the you know, the largest, you know, freedom for the people or the largest enslaver of the people. And so know that that's coming. That you're going to, you can't get away from it, but also know that the, the peasants making king's money, and that's what they think of us as, as peasants, is going to come to us to an end. So how we're all in, you know, I've been proven right time and time again for the past, you know, 10 years. And people always disagree with me in the beginning. And then at the end, it turns out that I'm right. You're going to see the same thing. You're going to see these cryptocurrencies be treated like stocks. You're going to see maybe like bonds, maybe like securities where you're going to end up needing some kind of broker or something like that to start transacting in these things. Because so far, only Bitcoin and kind of Ethereum have been given a pass by the SEC saying that they're not securities. And even that's kind of in question, whereas 99.999% of these cryptos are going to be probably defined as a security. and You're going to need some kind of a licensed broker or something like that to actually start trading these. So you're going to see that happen, I would imagine, in the next year or two. So there's a window for sure, I believe, in the crypto space where people are just able to willy-nilly buy and sell cryptocurrencies because a lot of these big financial institutions that have investors, right? They have to explain to these people that are giving them money and they're returning 3 yeah. to 10% maybe returns on that money. They haven't explained to these guys why this 18-year-old kid's got a Lamborghini for every day of the week and <laughs> is crushing it in crypto, right? Right. So they're gonna I mean you saw what they did to like GameStop. You know, you see what these people do to our dollar. Oh my god, that dumbass
1: on Bloomberg said the dumbest thing about GameStop the other day. I forgot what it was, but that Matt Miller dude on Bloomberg is a freaking moron, dude. Um I have so many questions I want to get to. I don't mean to keep cutting you off. Um given the success of Coinbase, do you see an opportunity for your company to go public?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean there's um So with, with Monarch, we've got a couple of different things. We've talked about going public. Um, One of the guys on my team is probably one of the most famous people in the world for taking public or taking companies public. Um, Yeah, I haven't formally announced it yet. So I will, I will probably in the, uh, by May 1st, it's one of those things that we might do. We've, we've talked about it because the difference between us and a lot of these other companies is we've already built it. Our stuff works. So it's not like we're selling some pie in the sky thing. Right. It's um, already in service. Free to use, yeah. right? I mean, you can literally just go to the Apple store, or the Google store, download it and start using it
1: today. You um, need a platform so to know. announce that on. Let me know. I can get you. I can, I can hook you up on something like that. Um, how, how has your the past uh, three months been for you as far as speculation and investing on Bitcoin. where do you you don't have to give me specifics just in general where where are you at in speculation and do you have a single i don't know if you want to pick a single one that you like the most Ethereum for me uh seems to be the one that that caught my eye uh there's the dodge coin or doge coin whatever it is now seems to be i was laughing at it the last time we talked and that thing's still taking off tell me a little bit about where your speculation and your invested invested at
2: yeah, so people thought I was nuts back in 2011 when I started to accumulate Bitcoin. Thought it was crazy. 2017, everybody started saying, you know, hey man, maybe we should start looking into this Bitcoin thing. So that's when we created, you know, Crypto Beetles for family and friends. Um, you know, the ones that I've always believed in. All right, and this is never financial advice for anybody out there. You can go back and watch, you know, episodes from 2017. I was talking about uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, and Ethereum. Now, if you look what they've done over the past, you know, you could say 10 years to 2015 forward, 2017 forward, uh, depending on when, when these uh, coins launched, I think Bitcoin Cash, I think it was 2018, if I think, if I remember right. But, um, Anyways, you can see the multiples in which they've grown. You got Bitcoin cash just simply by holding Bitcoin. You can see where Bitcoin went from 2011 to where it's at in 2021, right? You can see where Ethereum went from like 2015 to where it's at in 2021. Um, I like those three because they're different use cases and I'm kind of an OG in the space. I've always, you know, looked at the use case. I've looked at the teams. I've looked at the technology, inspected the code, you know, look to make sure that everything's legit. It's very easy to get sucked up in these hype games where you have really big marketing teams that make something sound incredible and amazing. And they put all this money into marketing and they push it forward on these unsuspecting people. And all they keep hearing are, you know, that name over and over and over again. So they start buying in. And then the founders, once it hits a certain part or a certain point, they start liquidating, cashing out. And the people that are investing are actually working against the founders because the founders are trying to liquidate their holdings and they're taking the money from the retail investors that are coming in because of the marketing push. So I've always tried to look at the actual project, who the team is, what problem they're trying to solve and where they're at in their code. And so, you know, we've dealt a lot with um, like the Cardano team. So Charles Hoskinson, he's also the co-creator of Ethereum. That's one that I've liked a lot for, you know, for, for several years. Um, you know, I've also like a uh, link. Um, I like link because it's an Oracle. So basically it's taking information from the outside world in, in like a bridge, bringing it over to blockchain and then putting it in the blockchain. Cause blockchain, um, is simply just, you know, it's just code. It's just like kind of static. It, it doesn't communicate. It just does what it's programmed to do. And so for it to do something like in an algorithm or to, to do like gambling or to do like weather or do like any, any kind of, where you need to have data coming in all the time. Um you need an Oracle. You need a bridge. And so Link does that. And a lot of a lot of different blockchains are using Link for that. So I like I like their uh business model. Um I like VeChain because it's it, it may be I think Chinese in, in nature, but it pays like a dividend. It pays you like Thor, uh V, v Thor. So basically just from holding it you get uh you get crypto. Same hmm. thing with Neo. You know, I, I know a lot of these people and over the years, uh, even Tron, you know, stuff like that that's that's worked. Uh, Dogecoin has always just been a great community. And when you look at uh, like Jackson Palmer, one of the co-creators of it, he can't believe the price of it because it's literally just a fork of Bitcoin. They literally just took Bitcoin, forked it, and basically just sat on it. And I think they made a few um, little security updates to it over the years. But Mostly it's just a fork of Bitcoin and you just have this incredible community that's just got little pictures of little dogs and they just play around and they just, you know, have a good time, you know, joking about the crypto space in general with each other. Hmm. Great people, but there's no real use case for it at all. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, you know, it's it's not fast. It it wouldn't be cheap if people used it on scale. So it's not really going to work as a currency. It's more of a community. Um, but anyways, you know, there's a few. I like Stellar a lot. Jed McCaleb created Ripple. He was a, the creator of Mount Gox, believe it or not. Sold it to that idiot that ended up ripping everybody off. Yeah. Then created Ripple. Then created Stellar. So Ripple, Stellar. Well, I guess XRP, Stellar, XLM. Those are those are all projects that you know I've I've loved for a long time. Uh, ones that I've never liked are things like Litecoin. Charlie Lee. Just you know, I didn't care much for that. Although it's gone up, you know, a, a ton in price. It's just not one that I've ever. I really liked Uh, Eos is another one that was big in the community that the guy that creates it starts, starts projects, never gets them finished and then just seems to leave and go do something else after (laughs) he makes billions of dollars and they never ever has a working product that is like just tits, right? Just works amazing.
1: That's a yeah, problem, just, right? I know I got I got two yeah. more that I want to get to, but I want to get Joe in here before I uh, hog all the time here. Joe, what do you see out going on out no, there? No, you,
0: you guys are fine because there's a ton of uh, questions in chat, and you guys have been pretty much hitting them as they're being asked in chat. Yeah, no, you're yeah. good. So keep rolling Bear with, with me, it. I chat. think I'm right. The only down thing I,
1: <laughs> sorry, Joe.
0: No, you're fine. I said the only thing I just saw was uh, is Monarch Wallet only a phone app and no web interference or interface. So we have a it's
2: basically it's for it's for mobile okay because it allows you to be the monarch anywhere in the world you you're basically a walking talking bank that only you control your money anywhere in the world it's kind of hard to take a desktop pc with you we do have a desktop it's it's basically a very very simple wallet where you can store like ethereum ethereum based uh tokens uh bitcoin maybe a few minor you know like maybe check the news stuff like that so it's very very simple um, nothing like our mobile wallet. And then Monarch Pay, that right there for the merchants will be desktop. So that way people that want to like plug it into QuickBooks and TurboTax or whatever, you know, they'll be able to do that. You don't want your CFO running around with, you know, a phone using Monarch Pay. You know, it's just, it's not really viable gotcha. that way.
1: Yeah, that So Monarch
2: Pay sense. will be PC, but it'll also be integrated and it already is integrated into the mobile wallet. So consumers can use it, but the merchant will have a desktop version. So hopefully that kind of, that makes you know, sense. Yeah.
1: It. I appreciate you addressing that one. How do you, okay. I have family friends that want to get involved. They're just kind of the fear of that unknown. That first step is hard. We talked about this last time you are here. You're just like, you just told me like, look, just start doing it and it, you'll, you'll learn more as you go. How do you address customer service? And I'm trying to do this, and I don't understand why I can't. How do you How do you handle that in the business? Because I gotta believe that that's starting to become a an issue, as is amount of time and money you put into that.
2: Yeah, it's it. There's definitely a huge learning curve because you know there's really not a lot of people in crypto as much as people like to think that there is. You know, it's it's really not that big. Like now, like India and places like that. You know, there's, um, and even places like, um, oh, geez, what is it? Uh, not Somalia, but um, I, I forget other countries like that where there's Nigeria. Nigeria uh, has uh, yeah, a ton of crypto use. It's like 20% of people or more own crypto there. You don't see that really in the States. So there's this huge learning curve, and it does create problems for customer service of all types because people don't understand that this blockchain doesn't work with that blockchain, and this crypto can't be stored on that wallet. And just because you sent your token, to this wallet doesn't mean that it's there because that wallet can't support that type of crypto. So people are having to learn this, um, you know, and a lot of them just they don't want to take the time, and so they get upset and they just think that these exchanges or these wallets have stolen their money, when they don't realize that what they did was the problem. It's user error because they don't have the knowledge yet and understand how crypto works. So it's a it is a tedious and time consuming problem because people don't have the education yet in crypto. And so it is frustrating for a lot of customer service people because they're answering, uh, you know, the same questions over and over again. So they tried to um, basically create templates that when a keyword comes up, like missing funds or something like that, then it'll populate like an auto response. But the consumers, they don't really like that either. They want to talk to somebody. They want to make sure that everything's okay. You know, so it's, it's, it is frustrating and, you know, for customer service, but it's a learning curve and it's just, it's going to be here for a while. What would you recommend to
1: somebody who's like I don't want to be the pest to to you and your team, but I really want to learn more about this. I know you have done a lot of videos and things like that, but maybe that's not what how people want to learn it. How how would you if they need to talk to somebody or they need to 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 get some more guidance. How, what would you recommend somebody like that do?
2: So I mean if they're if they don't want to take the time to watch a video, they probably won't want to take the time to read anything. So they probably just want you know an answer for a specific question um you know so a lot of these customer service depending on what exchange they're using they could just ask pointed questions and then the customer service person um you know will get to them and will answer it for them but i always believe education you know it's something especially if you're going to be using your money right so yeah. if you're going to be using your own personal money to buy this stuff yep. and expect it to go up in value you should probably know what you're doing a little bit, right? So maybe take an hour to, you know, maybe research what crypto it is that you want, um, figure out how you're going to actually transact in it, where you can actually store it, where you can actually send it. You know, are there going to be more, you know, are they going to end up changing that crypto down the road and you're going to have to update your token? Because a lot of these projects, they create forks, right? So they have their blockchain and they're going to do some kind of improvement to it. And then when they do that improvement, the token or the coin that was on that blockchain is no longer going to work anymore, and you'll have to swap it for the for the new coin when they fork the chain. So you have to stay up on these projects. It's it's very different from stocks, where you just have a broker, where you just use your E Trade account or whatever, you just buy it and you sit on it and you just hope that it goes up. A lot of these cryptos, you got to stay you got to stay active with because these are none of these for the most part um, actually work. You know what I mean? It's like you're basically betting on startups. I mean, essentially these are kind of like penny stocks. Uh, one of these things could become the next Google. One of these things could become the next Facebook. We don't know which one, but none of these work perfectly yet. Yeah. None of them, um, you know, none of these things to scale would work well other than maybe like Ripple or Stellar.
1: Can you recommend um, from your YouTube uh, for somebody who wants to go look and, and find a specific video that's a good beginner video? Can you rec- recommend one? Yeah,
2: I mean, on on our YouTube channel, I mean, YouTube's taken down hundreds of our videos, um, but yeah, uh, you know, we have you know, like recently we did one on uh, common crypto misunderstandings, uh, so that was done I think in the past month, something like that. So that's a good place for them to start to understand some of the, you know, some of the issues with cryptocurrency, some of the basic misunderstandings. Uh, we have some of the basics um, that you know, from like three years ago would be a really good place for them to start. Just go back to our our first, you know, five videos, something like that. That'll give them a lot of the basics. Um, And then about halfway through before we started talking about self-help you know, there's some other really good videos in there as well, but um, most, most anything that you're looking for, you can find on YouTube uh, for the most part, as far as like information, doesn't mean that it's right, but at least you'll have a better understanding for the most part, depending on who you're listening to um, you know, as far as what the crypto is, which be very careful of a lot of these YouTubers that are trying to get you to use their referral links, it's a big scam. Basically, you know, they'll have like a, you know, an exchange and they'll have a link and they'll get you to join this exchange using that link. And that YouTuber or whoever it is blogger is going to get basically a piece of all your transaction fees. I know somebody does that. Yeah. So you'll, you'll end up, you know, the the YouTuber, whoever, will basically end up getting a bunch of money in perpetuity for however long that person uses that exchange. Yeah. And if you're going to be trading, just know that, you know, 95%, 99% of day traders, they lose, they lose their money. So be very, very weary of that. I always recommend to do your own research, figure out what kind of cryptocurrency you like, like look at the project. What is it they're trying to solve? Look at the team. Do they have the experience in the past to where you think they could actually solve that problem? Where are they at now? You know, I mean, things like that, just like the basic stuff. Look at this as like investing in a company. You know, it's easy just to throw money around if you don't care about losing it, but make no mistake, you're going to probably lose your money um, betting on the wrong cryptos. And a lot of these are going to go to zero. So it really requires somebody other than just some stupid YouTuber telling you it's going to pump because he's got a big bag of it and he's waiting for his viewers to push the price up so he can dump his crypto, make a bunch of money off the backs of his viewers. That's what happens throughout, you know, the space. It's crazy. Thank you for putting uh, that
0: out. Just a couple of quick questions for you out there in chat. Uh, somebody asked, "What happens if the internet shuts down?" Yeah, so I mean, obviously,
2: that is not going to be good for any kind of banking, any kind of payment, you know, methods, right? Whether you got PayPal, Wells Fargo, B of A, Bitcoin. However, you know, you can transact with Bluetooth. All right, you could actually use paper wallets where you have like a QR code. So there are things you can do. There's satellites that have been put up that um, you could actually you know, communicate with and bounce signals off of. There's There are options for cryptocurrency outside of our major power grids and things like that, um, that are available to people in crypto that traditional payment methods aren't. Like if you know, the infrastructure goes down, B of A, Wells Fargo, PayPal, most of that stuff is most likely gonna be you know, not usable until it goes back up. But there are solutions for cryptocurrency that doesn't exist in the traditional financial world, which is pretty awesome.
0: Perfect. And then just one other quick one, uh, he, uh, Rain out there wanted to ask if we can move our crypto from Robinhood, Weeble to Monarch. Um, yes, depending
2: on the cryptocurrency, because Monarch doesn't um, support every single crypto out there. Uh, people don't understand how difficult it is to support a specific cryptocurrency within the wallet. Like we support thousands and thousands of cryptocurrencies, but we don't support all of them. So, um, because, you know, I don't wanna get into the weeds and explain how difficult it is, especially when the project keeps changing their code. And, you know, we look like the bad guys. If we support, say, for instance, XYZ coin, then they fork or they update their code, it crashes on our wallet, people can't access their funds, They think Monarch's holding their money. It's not us, it's XYZ coin that, you know, did some kind of software update. Now, nobody's wallet works. So it's, you know, we only try to support the currencies that um, are very reliable. And so if it's one that we support, yes, it's super easy to to move over to Monarch. Most likely you'll be able to start earning interest on it if you want to do that as well. Um, You know, we don't charge anything, you know, so you can just, you know, send it to us or send it to your Monarch wallet, not to us. Send it to the Monarch wallet, it doesn't cost you anything. It, it may cost you from Robinhood. I, I don't know, but you can send and receive as much as you want from Monarch, and it doesn't cost you anything. So just make sure that we support
0: that crypto. Perfect. Thanks. Appreciate it, Beatles. Good
1: stuff, guys. I appreciate you guys in chat. I know I, we, when we have Robert on, there's just like so many angles that we can go on this, and it's, um, you know, it's it's great to be able to pick your brain, man. And, and a lot of people are learning a lot, so appreciate you big time. Um, Anytime. My. My analysis, and I'm not—I'm never always right, anywhere near right in the market. Nobody is, so I'll just qualify this as the way that I see it: um, is we are going to have a massive boom this year, thanks to President Trump's policies last year, being and us opening up uh, to the point where we're going to start seeing some major profits all over the place, and you're going to start seeing more consumer spending. Uh, the US, uh, U.S. population has drawn down 20% of the debt, I think, personal debt over the past uh, year. That's amazing. So that's uh, a lot of people are focused on their finances in a very positive way. And that's going to enable more, uh, uh, I think, an un- unbelievable bull run in the market coming up until next year. I think around this time next year, there's going to be some serious questions on the sustainability of that boom, and you're going to start seeing some some major corrections to the point where I think you're going to see a major correction, if not next year, that next fall or early the year after, depending on how the how the uh, election goes. How do if you know, you can you can just accept that for that statement, whether or not it's true or not? Let's just start with there that premise. How would how would the volatility in the markets? With bills coming to pay and, you know, that full kind of analysis of what might happen next year uh, with how there's there's so many angles you can go into to proving that theory. I'll just leave it as a theory for now. How does uh, the volatility of such like that uh, some a major event in the stock market affect uh, the viability, the volatility of Bitcoin? How do how would you see that play out in that scenario? Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think so, more or less. Um, so. We've seen. A lot, I'm not sure if the fam knows what correlated assets are, but basically, assets that are tied to other assets they call correlated assets. And so, what we've seen in the past was when the stock market went up or the stock market went down, we typically saw crypto go up and crypto go down. Same thing with the money markets, um, you know, FX, whether it was um, you know gold, silver, things like that. We we saw everything was kind of tied together uh, with the market. And what we're seeing now is it still seems to be you know tied but not quite as tethered as it was so i think that if look if if our dollar crashes and our economy goes to crap and the world goes to crap um you're going to see cryptocurrency go to crap it's there it, it's just kind of inevitable um you're going to have value there but the things that are really going to be you know probably more valuable i would imagine in situations like that would be like hard assets, things like gold, silver, real estate, food, guns, ammo, stuff like that. Um, Because these are basically stocks. Just remember that these cryptocurrencies aren't being used as currency. People think that just because they're called cryptocurrency, that means they're like really currency. Think of these things as like Chuck E. Cheese tokens, all right, you know, where they're only supposed to have value within Chuck E. Cheese to become a utility to where it's not like an investment vehicle. But what they've done is now they've put them on all these different exchanges, which in the eyes of the SEC essentially become a security. So when you have that, then you're basically looking at it as a stock. So you look at the blockchain as the business and you look at the cryptocurrency itself as the stock. And if the market goes to hell in a handbag, well, typically these things are basically stocks in my viewpoint are gonna go down as well. Um, When things are doing great, you're going to see, you know, like look at the stock market. It's doing pretty well. You look at the cryptocurrency market. It's doing pretty well. You've got people getting their, you know, their government cheese checks. So you have retail, putting money in crypto. You're watching it go up in price. Yep. You have financial uh, vehicles. You have big, big business, big corporations putting money in Bitcoin and you watch the tide rise and it rises, you know, basically all ships rise with the tide. Yeah. And so that's what you're seeing now, if everything goes to hell, And the money's not coming in and everything is like uncertain. You'll see crypto in my viewpoint go down just like we have in the past.
1: So do you see, what would be a scenario or what would be, could this happen? Could there be a scenario where um, people flee to crypto? You're already kind of seeing that in some places. China's fleeing to crypto, for for instance. (laughs) And people are saying that that's a threat to to the market itself. Um, But. Do you see it? Is there a possibility of a divergence from the trend of the stock market to where you see people flee into into crypto?
2: Yeah, but that would be like I've always called Bitcoin kind of like a plan B currency for, you know, like very like troubled countries, things like Venezuela, when they have no other option other than to use a cryptocurrency for daily commerce, you know, to buy food, to you know, pay for rent, pay for fuel, stuff like that. It's like a plan B currency, but make no mistake, people in crypto right now, this is um, a vehicle for speculation. 99.9% of this, I would imagine, isn't being used in commerce. It's being used to speculate. They buy today, hoping it's going to be worth more money in the future. So um, as far as like people fleeing to cryptocurrency, uh, you're going to need to have some kind of crazy inflationary event happen within that specific country to make that happen. You're going to see big countries and countries all over the place move their fiat currencies into cryptocurrency. That's inevitable. You've Mm -hmm. already seen that starting. Already seen that. Yeah. But as far as like a mass movement, like where the masses all move to crypto, no. No, you'll see that very like regional or country specific. Um, But like people aren't going to just move all their money and and all their wealth into Bitcoin and then go out and start buying, you know, Starbucks or, you know, buying sandwiches and cheeseburgers with it. That's not the idea. That's how Satoshi Nakamoto originally wanted it was peer-to-peer digital cash. Mm -hmm. But people ended up just buying it to hold it, to speculate. And the only time they usually spend it is if they have to, because they really don't want to. You know, think about it. If you have Bitcoin, if you have a Bitcoin in your, in your wallet right now, you got a Bitcoin in your Monarch wallet, do you really feel like spending that to wash your car or to buy eggs or milk or groceries or get a haircut? Most likely not. You're buying that Bitcoin hoping it's going to be worth a trillion dollars in the future. Like using a That's gold why. coin to buy a candy bar? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Nobody does that. You know, not unless they have to. So these are speculation instruments right now. So moving to crypto uh, for daily commerce, I don't see it happening uh, as a mass movement. Um, With Monarch Pay, what we do is we use stable coins and stable tokens. So that way people don't have to worry about losing money. They don't have to worry about the volatility. They don't have to worry about, you know, if they spent three bucks on a cheeseburger, it's worth $3,000, you know, a year later in price. So we only use stable coins and stable tokens, which stay stable to the dollar because you'll spend a dollar to buy a cheeseburger, but you won't spend Bitcoin to buy a cheeseburger. So right. Monarch Pay uses stable tokens only, so that way merchants and consumers alike can transact in cryptocurrency and not worry about losing you know, those those crazy gains that everybody's hoping for.
1: Really good stuff, man. I appreciate it. I meant to ask you a pre-show if you wanted to hang out for a second hour take some calls and talk some just general news topics. But if you want doing- to bug out, now be the time to say so. <laughs>
2: Oh, I, I put you down for two hours, so you know it's. I'm, I'm free. I'm just going to take the fam out to uh, to dinner. You know, after after this. So sounds I, I've good, got a, man. An easy day. I did all my work earlier this morning. I know I you got it. a
0: show uh, a show later too that you're doing as well, right? Uh, Friday, Friday. Yeah. Oh, we okay. do, um, Sunday, Wednesday, Friday. Sunday, gotcha, Wednesday,
1: Kathy. Friday. You can find that on the Foxhole, and you're also where else do you stream on on? Uh... Um.
2: So we stream on YouTube. Um, usually for the first 15 or 20 minutes, depending on what controversial topic we're going to cover, we don't <laughs> stream there entirely anymore because they've taken down our channel. They've, uh, you know, flagged us. They've they talk they targeted our videos. Too.
1: I do the same thing. I like, screw them. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, they've removed 150,000 of our family members from there. We had over 250 something thousand. We're down to like one Oh nine. So when they remove the videos, they remove the, you know, the, uh, the subscribers That's how you as know well, you're,
1: so. you're over to target doing good work, man. That's how, you know, all those links are there in the chat. If you guys can't find those also, um, I'll be making sure that I get those links onto the website and make sure that you guys have access to that. So look for the blog later tonight, you will be able to find all those links on a single blog post. Um, that that narrative that I've been seeing Bloomberg and Jamie Dimon cracks me up, dude. I, I every time I listen to him, I'm just like, you're so full of shit, dude. You're like he's like a professional uh, propagandist for his company, man. And and it's it's funny how he manipulates the market. Still, they still they they listen to him. They know he's full of shit. They know he's just spinning narratives, and yet the market moves on his words. Similar to that, you're also seeing some other big voices on these channels that I, I kind of – I'm kind of developing a respect for Bloomberg. I got to tell you, I, the more I watch them, the more they, they, they give you stuff that you, they don't want you to know. If you just really listen, they'll give you a lot of good stuff. But one of the things they keep saying is China has a vast majority of the cryptocurrency reserves, and so therefore the volatility involved in any kind of crypto is subject to China's whims, and they could use this as a threat – to our our current currency causing a war they're they're taking this to the absolute extreme on on China's involvement in crypto how do you can you just go just take it from there and go <laughs> what what yeah, is, so, you know what I'm saying
2: um so i guess in a nutshell you you're asking about the uh so Jamie Dimon as far as how he moves the market and then you're you're looking at China as far as what they'll you know basically what's going to happen with china and cryptocurrency. Yeah, is china
1: a threat to to is china's crypto the amount of of cryptocurrency that china holds is that a threat to the the world i guess is how they they spun it
2: <laughs> yeah so i mean there's there's a lot there and i, I try not to go too deep um because I, I i i'm reading the chat here with the fam i see a lot of familiar faces there love you all god bless you um and and, and a lot of this stuff is confusing so i try not to go too deep but let's let's just boil it back just to how Bitcoin works a little bit. So Bitcoin essentially you have a, a blockchain, a blockchain that in theory is transparent. You can see the code depending on you know if you want to look at it, you know, it's it's out there for the world to see. You're supposed to be able to see the transactions. You're not supposed to be able to change the transactions. It's called immutable. Now, there's these computers, we call them, let's just call them miners that have joined, created these allegiances, these alliances, they're called pools. And so they've basically pooled all their computing power together. And essentially four or five of these pools control enough of the Bitcoin network to where they could do nefarious things if they wanted to. So these four or five, just think about it as, If you wanted to change Bitcoin, or if you wanted to roll back the chain, or if you wanted to double spend, or you wanted to do nefarious things with Bitcoin, you could essentially go after these four pools or the four people that run the pools and do some nefarious things with Bitcoin. Those, I believe the last time I looked, were all located in China. So everything is pretty much correlated to Bitcoin when it comes to blockchain and cryptocurrency. So if Bitcoin were to fall or were to have some serious issues, it would take down basically the entire market because Bitcoin is the original, it's the OG, it is the Kleenex of tissue paper, right? And so if it was to fall, it would have just just horrible effects throughout the entire crypto, crypto space. What that would do then would then create governments to basically offer up their cryptocurrency solution, their blockchain solution that would be private, it wouldn't be transparent, They would have total control and that's what they would shove down the sheep's throat because most of the people aren't going to do their own research. Just like we keep seeing with vaccines, they're putting this poison in their body and they just think that, well, the government wouldn't want to kill me. Why would they want to, why would they be part of this? Well, I hate to tell you, but, there's a level of evil here in this world that is pretty freaking bad. I
1: laugh just because um, I love the way that you put that. Not because I'm laughing at your, what you said. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It's the, the shocking to me that people have the, a blind trust in the in the in our government and in Big Pharma. So I I get very very importantly what you're saying. I'm at the top of the hour, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get an advertisement going. We're gonna get Joe's news blitz going, a, a, a rapid fire segment, quick ten minutes. Uh, we'll just uh, go through that as well, um, and then we'll take your guys' calls for the second half. So I really appreciate you guys very much, and we'll just pause that right here if you guys want. If you want to take a quick ten minute break, if you got to get up and stretch, go ahead and do that. Let me kick it off with our uh, Rise attire advertiser. Uh, give them some uh, some some time to pay some bills, and then we'll get to Joe's rapid fire segment, and then we'll take your guys. Calls here uh, just a little bit. Rise Attire USA.com is the official show sponsor of Brothers Uncensored and UncensoredAbe.com. Check out the website, you can find the link there. Go to RiseAttireUSA.com, buy some cool shit, put a discount code of Abe Wave in, and you'll get a 10% discount. You help me, you help uh, Rise Attire, and you'll, help, you'll get some sweet gear. Trust me, high quality stuff. Also, We may have our own store tomorrow. We're hoping tomorrow that we will be ready to go. I want to announce that as well, so stand by for that. Check out a quick minute and a half of your time for an advertisement, and then we will be back with Joe's Rapid Fire.
4: We've reached a pivotal moment in the Great Awakening. Culture was hijacked and weaponized a long time ago. Get in. We're hijacking back for the cause. Here at Rise Attire, we spit, spit on, the on the garbage narratives here. of mainstream media propaganda. It's a means to an end for the agenda of the corporate elite globalist cabal. Welcome to clown world. It's all a fake joke. But you're not. You are real. So, recognize us? We are Rise Attire and we've got the solution for all your based apparel needs. We do premium. Top-shelf, cut-and-sew apparel that's 100% made in America and 100% evil-free, guaranteed. Mimetic messaging and dope style will have you maneuvering through clowns with swagger in no time. Plant red pills in the minds of normies, attract more base people into your life, and give a big middle finger to the system. Go to RiseAttireUSA.com now. Repping truth never looks so good. Rise proudly sponsors Brothers Uncensored. Use promo code AbeWave for 10% off your first purchase.
1: RiseAttireUSA.com. Check them out. 10% discount. AbeWave. Wave. Standby for the rapid fire opener, and then we'll get you guys to the second hour. We'll get you guys this call. Stand by. Joel, tell us what you got for us today that caught your eye on the
0: news. All right, guys. I'll try to fly through this as quick as possible. But if you got a comment or you want to say something, go ahead and feel uh, feel free to jump in there, guys. First one I wanted to start with was actually from yesterday out of the Department of Justice, Eastern District of Virginia. Three members of uh, the Transitional Money Laundering Network pleaded guilty to aiding foreign drug trafficking organizations this out of Virginia. Within the last week, three individuals pleaded guilty to their involvement in conspiracy to launder at least 30 million of drug drug proceeds combined throughout the United States on behalf of foreign drug trafficking organizations. Super interesting. This this goes across uh, many organizations um, through Asia, money laundering networks in the United States, China, Mexico, and elsewhere. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Also very interesting is former VP uh, Pence undergoes heart surgery to implant uh, to implant pacemaker. This was just out not too long ago. They say Pence is expected to make a full recovery. He has See, a heart. Well, I I know that's interesting. Um, (laughs) Some think he does, some think he doesn't. I don't know. I'm still 50, 50 on him. Interesting out of news break. uh, This is out of WGN TV five hours ago. The CPS high school teachers stay home for second day as negotiations continue with CTU, just another disaster in the Chicago land area to go along with everything else. Of course Um, this, Chicago teachers union just needs to be dismantled. That's all I can say. It
1: is the worst teachers union in the country. They don't really care about the children. It is just, it's a disaster what's happening in Chicago.
0: It really is. It really is. Let me move on to another story out of daily mail. This is breaking news as well. Pfizer CEO says a third COVID vaccine dose will be needed as soon as six months after someone receives two shots and then be vaccinated annually. There you go. There you go. So it's you, all about the money. Do you have to pay profits to get over stuck? People. What's that, Abe?
1: Do you have to pay to get stuck?
0: You, no, I
2: think it's free. Yeah, they are I think free. The, government, the government yeah. pays. It's a subsidy.
1: Yeah, the government pays. So gotcha. you
2: essentially, you know, it's profits over people.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. What were you saying? Ridiculous. I talked over you.
0: That's just what he said. Profits oh, over people. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. saying, yeah, <laughs> that's basically what he was at there. <laughs> Um, there was, uh, you know what? I'm going to skip this one. Um, let me go on to the next one. Uh, this was super interesting out of just the news. Maybe open this up a little so you guys can see it. CIA shocker. Obama fundraiser says he was us Intel, a- intel asset alleges spy agency abuses. So this is super interesting because we reported on, uh, Imad Zubiri before, and, uh, we discussed that he was Trump's uh campaign organizer well, there's some interesting information coming out about this, and I think we'll find out more here in the near future as well. Uh, did you mean Biden,
1: Biden's campaign manager, Ahmad Zubir, a major Democrat fundraiser facing 12 years in
0: prison? Huh. He he was he was. Uh, so what's interesting, <laughs> like you said, is he was actually yes, he was Biden, uh, McCain, Graham, Clinton, McConnell. Oh yeah, I did. I'm sorry, I said Trump. He was actually Trump's campaign, or. Uh, no, he wasn't. I'm sorry, a fundraiser for I you see. Were, so, he, yeah, yeah, you were correct, but he did a fundraiser for Donald Trump.
1: Interesting, so
0: yeah, there, there's something going on here with this story. All of a sudden, now he's an asset, a CIA asset.
1: That's a good story for diggers for sure.
0: I don't know, something's weird there for sure. Sarah Carter just dropped this. Marjorie Taylor Greene challenges AOC to charity debate over Green New Deal. I absolutely love Marjorie Taylor Greene, she is like. It's so weird how we got all these, like, semi-new Republicans. She's fairly new, and she's got the biggest balls out of all of them. I mean, it's it's just unbelievable. We need more people like her.
1: Yeah, and you know what AOC will do. Uh, sorry, and I don't have the time for that.
0: She would get demolished. Yep. These three, real quick, I just wanted to cover just interesting out of the financial crime news. Ecuador uh, arrests former energy minister in a Petro-Ecuador corruption probe Then Bolivia police arrest land development minister for receiving bribes. And in Portugal, XPM Socrates ordered to stand trial for money laundering. Interesting. Very interesting. (laughs) Yeah, you don't see that in the
1: mainstream media. That's a lot of uh, government (laughs) officials, uh, especially that that all in in, uh, South America, ties to all that corruption with the Panama Papers, too. So that's really interesting.
0: That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Uh, Another interesting drop today out of uh, the uh, Permanent Select uh, Committee of Intelligence, Nunez had an opening statement today uh, in in regards to worldwide threats hearing. Um, If you guys get a chance, I'm not going to read through this right now because we don't have a lot of time, but this is super interesting uh, for Nunez's opening statements on the worldwide threats hearing. Uh, As usual, Department of Justice, uh, this is another one out of Washington. Man sentenced to 25 years in prison uh, for attempted production of child pornography every single day, every single day. I skipped that one as well. Uh, Power scares. uh, My sister actually sent me this one. Power scare shows Texas grid still at risk after blackouts. So <laughs> this is super interesting. It says spot electricity price jumped as much as 10,000% in some areas. Grid operator required cons- uh, convert- conservation for several hours Tuesday. So I-, I don't know what the heck is going on in Texas or how are they still having these issues 60 days after this blackout. But Uh, It needs to get to the bottom of this, for sure. What
1: are they going to do, wait for July until it's 110 outside and the power grid clashes again?
0: That's what I was wondering. Exactly. Uh, Operation Takedown. Hillsborough County Sheriff announces over 70 arrests in a human trafficking operation. This was out of of yesterday, actually, in, in Hillsborough County, Florida. Um, super interesting. Just a quick little note there. Just said seventy people were arrested, uh, a part of the operation takedown
1: in the event leading up to WrestleMania. Hmm, remember the uh Super Bowl dig on human trafficking and sex trafficking? That's interesting.
0: Yes, it was. Yes, indeed. Uh, let me skip a couple more of these because we're getting really close on tight, uh, tight on time here. This one was super interesting. Little video here of showing a video shows semi truck loaded with hundreds of gang cartel members smuggled across the border and dropped off south of San Antonio, Texas. This is just this is crazy, man. You're seeing you're seeing this more and more every single day. Look at they're just unloading out of the back of this truck. Unfreaking believable, man. The music in the background is kind of funny, actually. The guy has, <laughs> guy has radio on. Is
1: your taxpayer dollars at work? Thanks, Joe Biden.
0: Yeah, exactly. WND criminal gang who trained monkeys to steal cash from unsuspected vi- victims arrested. <laughs> I thought this was hilarious. Dude, it in tra- uh, was training monkeys to steal cash and other items for value. Always got to watch out for those, those monkeys, it's like I Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Totally. Political Pelosi dismisses progressive court packing legislation. I'm guessing she says, I have no intention to bring it to the floor. Pelosi said on a legislation push, I'm guessing somebody forgot to send her a box of wine, and she's pissed.
1: Uh, Chucky about. the clown said the same thing. You might be right, but I, I'm trying to tell people they are not going to pack the courts. They cannot get it through constitutionally, and they don't have the votes in the house.
0: Exactly, that's what we've been saying all along. Man charged with a hate crime uh, offenses for arson of predominantly black church. Uh, this just came out today, and there is a story to go along with it. This church or this this guy Dushko. <laughs> go figure his first name's Dushko. bolchev (laughs) intentionally set fire to the martin martin luther king jr community prosperity uh presbyterian church in springfield mass just unbelievable um so glad the guy's arrested and um he yeah i'm just gonna leave it at that let me cover these two or two or three two real quick arizona legislation passes parental rights bill to stop schools from pushing sex on kids Thank God, Arizona got that passed. Yeah, I'm
1: doing good work over there in Arizona.
0: Oh, yeah, the CBS News uh, names uh, Hearst Executive Nareesh Kamlani as next chief. I just did a quick little search on uh, Wikipedia. Um, they, nothing good, <laughs> nothing good. It's just basically they own um, 20, they have digital products and 24 dailies and 52 weeklies in cities, including Houston, San Francisco, San Antonio, Albany, New York. In New Haven and Connecticut So uh, they brought this guy On to be their next Chief right, So Pakistan Executive. has
1: their own news agency in America now or what
0: That's what I was thinking That's your rapid fire for today guys Back to you brother
1: Good stuff man, appreciate it big time as always I got a bunch of topics too we can get to in general as well uh, But I appreciate you Robert uh, Big time, we got a couple callers already in So let me fix my zoom screen here So i make sure I don't uh, show off anyone's phone numbers and let me get the first caller in here for 719. If you can do me a favor, 719, and uh, give me your name, please.
3: This is Texas Bear 779. Hey, doing, Texas Bear. What's up, brother?
0: What's up, Texas uh, Bear?
3: Hey, uh, pretty good. Um, <clears throat> I do have a question for Robert. But Anqua uh, Ivanka, she went ahead and sent me 10 words. balance, deserted, red, slow, wing, berry, flavor, meeting, oceanic, and car. So I went ahead and, and wrote her a poem. And the name of it is Choose. This turned out pretty good. <clears throat> Choose. Buckle your seatbelt. We're on an oceanic journey. Don't become deserted. Just hang on to me. The world is big. The world is awake. I need you with me before the big quake. We'll jump in the car. Away we will get. We need to leave before the big one hits. Pick your flavor. Where should we go? I'm thinking red. With Blue will forgo. We'll move to the country, we'll get away, starlit nights, meadows we display. balance our lives with nature's glory, our children will be taught our awesome story. At first we will raise them to obey the Lord, live good in our times, or die by the sword. We'll pick berries in a distant land, waves rushing up on soul felt sand. We'll have our meetings with local tribes. Slowly but surely we'll connect our vibes. Community awareness. We all need. Please stick. It, please stick together before we all bleed. I know the same, but we ain't gonna pray. Believe in the Lord, avoid the devil's wear. Anyway, so, oh, thank you so
0: <laughs> Amen. love it, brother. Uh,
3: Amen. Thank you, thank you. Um, Robert, um, I know what what is your let's see, what is your favorite cryptocurrency and do you own any silver or gold? I've got fifty-eight ounces of silver, but what's your favorite currency? Your cryptocurrency um, that's actually affordable for the average average person. And then, do you own any gold or physical silver?
0: I'm so glad you didn't say average Joe. By the way, I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no, I appreciate.
3: It. <laughs> oh, you got it. Yes,
2: yeah, Texas Bear Man, awesome. Yeah, that was that was a great. Uh, a poem of sorts yeah very very powerful oh, thank you. god bless you man it's awesome um so yeah so I, i've been in crypto for over 10 years i've uh, been in gold and silver for way beyond that i was telling you know telling fam back when silver was like three bucks you know might be a good time to, to get in back when gold is like 300 bucks might be a good time to yeah. get in so yeah i've been basically you know acquiring metals for a very very long time um, one of my one of my good buddies is Josh Fair he is the uh the founder of Scottsdale Mint so he's actually a sponsor of pill.net and foxhole.app he has some yeah, of the most he's beautiful he's silver a great dude christian patriot awesome guy has never ever missed a uh delivery ever so incredible um when it comes to crypto if you're i mean obviously bitcoin is my favorite i've been in it the longest it's but it's not affordable all right if you're looking, and this is never investment advice, but if you're looking for something that's going to give you multiples and returns, if you had $63,500 right now and you put that into Bitcoin, if it doubled in price, you're only going to make another $63,500, right? But if you were to buy some kind of, um, I don't know, a lesser valued cryptocurrency and it 100 x or just say 10 x you could essentially make 10 times more money than just a single X from Bitcoin, if that makes sense. And it has a, a lower entry point. Um, so for, for you know the fam that wants to get into cryptocurrency, my brother, uh, he just basically throws money at pretty much any small cap coin that he thinks is gonna go up. And sometimes he makes money, sometimes he doesn't. I don't recommend that approach um I recommend that you look into the project, you find one that you like, you agree with what they're trying to do, you look at the team, make sure they can actually deliver or you at least think they can deliver on what they promise or just simply go into something that works today that doesn't have a high entry point, so things like um like XRP, all right, things like XLM, so you got Stellar, Ripple, Cardano, ADA. Those those are smaller entry points. Those all cost about a dollar to a dollar 75. Versus sixty three thousand five hundred. All right, for like Bitcoin. So those those I think are three that um, are probably going to be around for a while. All right, those are ones that I personally um, invest in. I don't um, you know own part of those companies, although I do own uh, the crypto there. Uh, those those are smaller entry points, and they have a higher chance, I believe personally, of doubling, tripling, quadrupling in price than Bitcoin does. If that makes sense.
3: That makes perfect sense okay guys well so let me get off the phone and uh thanks robert um oh, we Utah, I do watch. i do watch your channel um on foxhole so oh, you guys have delicious. a good day and thanks thank very you much, so bro. much texas better for the
0: Utah. call appreciate it brother all right bye. god bless you brother take care of yourself <clears throat> great you great poem man and uh Alara got her question uh one foot and five d she was asking about xrp so thank you for that Beatles. Oh,
2: anytime. Yeah. They're, they're pretty much the pioneer they're going
0: up head to head against like FINRA, the SEC. And what
2: happens there is basically going to set the tone for the entire cryptocurrency market. So uh, that's definitely
1: one to watch. Awesome. I'm trying to see what he has playing in the background. What, what movie Oh that? yeah.
5: That's what, that's my music video from DePaul. <laughs> so,
1: the say what now? Mute.
5: Yeah, that's that's my blues rock album that I recorded in Nepal uh, a couple years ago. That I didn't know about that about months. you. What the fuck? Yeah. Where the hell have I been? I haven't been back. That,
1: seriously, I, I, I'm,
5: I'm an onion, bro. You just got to keep peeling me back every time I call in.
1: <laughs> Where can I listen to this? Tell me what. Uh,
5: I'll send you the YouTube link. I'll put it in the chat.
1: Yeah, dump it in there. I want to hear. Yeah. this. Can I play right.
5: it? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I, I <laughs> we can. I, Is <laughs> it <what? laughs> You you know, kind of funny. I put it up there. I'm like, this is sort of vain, but you know, I just, I wanted to talk crypto cause that's my shit, but yeah, no, uh, I'll get to
1: that. Hold on a second. I got, I got to peel back this up a little bit more. Uh, where, uh, <laughs> how long have you been playing? What do you play?
5: Uh, well, it's, you know, So, you know, you guys know that I, I lived in LA for 10 years. I'm originally from Chicago, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I DJ pretty heavily in the circuit, uh, for about six or seven years in, in LA up and down oh, and that's awesome international festivals in Mexico and, and a few, uh, when I went out and traveled Asia for about a, a full year in 2018. Um, but while I was out there, uh, I partnered with a studio called studio in Nepal and I, and I, and I, uh, I wrote this album, um, you know, it's a blues rock album and, uh, I partnered with well, one of the guys. So I, I actually got accepted to this, uh, artist residency program. And my partner was a world renowned didgeridoo player. I mean, this guy no, literally shit. like, this guy literally, like, uh, you know, uh, hiked the Himalayas and does handstands at sunrise and plays the fucking didgeridoo upside down. I remember head. that dude that used <laughs>
1: he, to try like, playing well, that shit on soapbox in the morning. No, he's just like one hell. of those
5: guys where you're just like, okay, dude, I, I just exaggerated that last part, but like, you know, literally doing a handstand, playing the didgeridoo upside down at sunrise, Oh, at the shit. The Himalayas. That's fucking you know? awesome, dude! I no, didn't his, know that. Give me his, where he, his brother. His brother runs this studio, and he's the record. And so they have this amazing, amazing recording studio. And he hooked me up with him, and and we Damn. shot this music video. I wrote this, uh, I wrote this single, and uh, about a month and a half, we we did a whole art ex- uh, um, opening around it at this uh, gallery, and I got it written up in the paper a bunch of times out there. Damn, that's awesome, dude. And uh, yeah, and then I I wrote a follow up pit to it, but uh, yeah, man, it was a lot of fun, and and I thought I'd share it with you guys as just a back. There's so much talent the in this of the group, world. man. Have you
1: noticed <laughs> that? Have you you you've been around the the channels for quite a while now? There's a lot of talent in the in the people that watch this stuff. Where do you
5: where did you drop that uh, YouTube video at? Uh, well, uh, well, I put you guys on mute. Should I? Um, can I do it after on the? On yeah, the box yeah. Whenever so you get, get a minute, I'll find it. Go okay. ahead,
1: and uh, I'll give you a few moments with uh, with Robert. Go ahead. Man
5: yeah yeah hey rob how are you oh, man? Lucy. hey brother uh so i wanted to ask you just to in and, and, and hopefully abe you know i know you're short on time i don't want to try to be too rushed here but um you know I, I i'm i'm heavily invested in in cardano xrp xlm and theta um i i've i've stayed away i have a little bitcoin just for fun but i've stayed away from bitcoin and ethereum just because of the of the of the heavy uh processing time the lag time when you talk about the four to five Sort of major miners, especially over in China, and the energy costs associated with Bitcoin. I mean, and you got guys like Craig, you know, who talk about you know Bitcoin BSV. Are are you thinking that that technology will get leveraged a different way other than a stored value? Because I heard you earlier say that XLM and, and Ripple. Because I know that the falling out with the, with the XLM guy, and then he liquidated his whole position in XRP and then took off. And um, you know, I, I got in at XRP at twenty five cents, and so I'm 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 really sitting. Really nice right now, uh, so I see a lot of utility and use case for XRP, and and I hear that you're you're good on it because at first I thought you might be, poo pooing it a little bit because a lot of guys in the space that are into Bitcoin do. Um, let me let me circle back here. So in terms of Bitcoin, uh, do you? Because I work in I work in banking. I work for one of the fifth largest banks in the world. Um, the, the fractional lending that's going on that, or potential that could go on with these four or five giant mining operations with Bitcoin. I mean, do you see that being? Potentially a downfall with Bitcoin, and you say if Bitcoin goes, the rest will go. But I'm seeing a 2.2 million dollar market cap right now, and, and, and Bitcoin's about half of, a trillion. Excuse me, Bitcoin's about yeah. half of that. So, do, do you really see the whole market collapsing if if these four or five manipulators can can take this down?
2: Yeah, so there, there's a lot there. Um, so with XRP and Stellar, their main use case is digital currency. That's 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 basically what they set out to Bridge,
5: do. Cross border, yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's basically a digital currency um, where peer-to-peer transactions, super fast, anywhere in the world. Um, I've been a fan of XRP from the beginning and they they hated me for it, the community, because they called it the banker's coin. I'm like, well, why do you hate it? It actually works. You have all these projects out here that don't work. It actually does. The guy that created it's a freaking stud. It's like, dude, how do you hate something that actually works what, to do what it was designed to do? So, if you want something that's a peer-to-peer currency, Stellar, Ripple, or XLM or XRP, you know they were great. They always have, you know, they just they continue to. It's not your traditional blockchain type project, but it works for what it's designed to do. And they have a lot of other things that they're building out on the Stellar community, the XLM side, which are pretty exciting as well. Then, when you look at Bitcoin and Bitcoin SV, well as proof of work goes, it's going to be small, it's going to be slower unless you create bigger blocks like Bitcoin cash did. It's, it's difficult to create smart contracts on it that that have been tested, right? I mean, so you have Ethereum that has, which is basically Bitcoin 2.0. So you have Bitcoin, which is basically, you know, a method of, you know, sending currency. Then you have Ethereum, which is a method of sending currency with conditions in between it called a smart contract. So if you do X, Y and Z or whatever, then you'll receive the money. If you don't, the money comes back to me. You can't do that in Bitcoin, so it's a very different use case. Now, are they going to build all kinds of incredible stuff on Ethereum? Yeah, absolutely, they already are. It's the most widely used blockchain in existence. There's more solidity developers, there's more projects on Ethereum than any other project, or probably all projects combined. Right. So when a when Vitalik, the one of the creators of Ethereum. Um, actually it does 2.0 and does proof of stake and moves from proof of work and starts adding all these roll-ups and layer twos. And I I forgive me, fam, out there. I know this is a lot of the stuff that you, you don't understand, but there's there's a lot of stuff that's coming layer two-wise that Vitalik is really hedging on to make Ethereum the blockchain that he wants it to be, temporarily until the technology gets to where. He doesn't need all these roll-up solutions to make it fast and and add all these different dApps and all these different ancillary projects on top of the blockchain. So there's a lot of a lot of hope for Ethereum simply because of the amount of developers. It has more developers than anything else. Then you got like Cardano that you were talking about, ADA, which is written in Rust has far fewer developers, but the creator of Rust is actually on the Cardano team. And I know Charles Hoskinson pretty well. Um, and the guy's incredible. He helped create Ethereum. They're doing a lot of amazing stuff there. But again, Ethereum is where everybody's building. There's a lot of other projects that are starting to surface that are starting to get you know a little bit of um, traction and things like that, but I would not discount Ethereum. Um, and I And Bitcoin as some kind of layer that people start building upon, that's going to be down the road because it's it's really that stuff that doesn't currently exist. I know BSV is done a little bit here and there, but it, it's not like to where Ethereum is. It has a ways to go. And I think the last part of your question was, do I think that uh, Bitcoin, if it goes down, everything else will? And, and I do. Um, unfortunately, everybody thinks of cryptocurrency as Bitcoin when you think the masses. When they think of blockchain, they think of Bitcoin. Now, right now, what's pushing the prices of everything up is a lot of retail investors that are getting their government cheese checks that are pushing it into cryptocurrency. And then you've got big people like Elon Musk and Michael Saylor and other investment uh, banks that are putting money into Bitcoin and they're buying up as much as they can. Now imagine that goes to zero or it crashes. What do you think is gonna happen to the entire market? Everybody that had all this hope in Bitcoin being like bulletproof, can't be hacked. You know, it's amazing, incredible, and it gets hacked. Everybody's gonna panic. And then you're going to have the government that's probably going to be the one that was behind it. It's going to be the problem and then the solution like they usually are. They create the crisis and they offer solutions. So my, you know, this is a conspiracy theory, but if Bitcoin does go down, it's going to be done by the government. It'll be like China or somebody else going after these miners and making them do what they want them to do. And there's also thousands of lines of code that just back in September of 17 or 18, you know, they had a double spend issue with uh, Bitcoin that the miners could have exploited. they are only supposed to have 21 million Bitcoin, but they could have printed 21 trillion Bitcoin. And that was just a simple, just a mistake in the code that a Bitcoin cash developer caught and told the Bitcoin core team to fix before it gets exploited. So you have to worry about the code being exploited, having a bug in the code, and then you have to worry about the governments taking control of the mining pools and doing something nefarious with Bitcoin to pump up their solution. They're government sponsored crypto. So all that stuff is conspiracy theory stuff, but it could happen. It absolutely could happen.
5: Yeah. No, thank you for ingesting all of those questions at once and holding that in your head and being able to spit that back out to me. I mean, you're not, oh, no problem. Um, the only other question I have was around theta, but I, I will just have one quick follow-up on, on the first uh, sort of theory you said there, because I don't think anything's a conspiracy. I just consider them theories. Um, is that, um, if Bitcoin did go down, I know that there's just so much ink dry on the page around all of uh, these different various central banks around the country and these CBDCs that are coming out and and these digital wallets that will be eventually created, especially in Asia and other places that are already sort of hitting the market like Japan and Singapore, um, parts of Europe, Zimbabwe, Nigeria, things that, you know, countries like that. Um, you know that xrp already has infrastructure through the ripple network in place with the with you know through these deals so um i, I would just i guess a you know, point of contention there i, I don't know not an argument i just i i don't see if bitcoin going down would necessarily crash the entire market i think it would crash the majority of the market so i would agree with you in that regard uh, what do you think about theta and what do you think about that the there's not enough bandwidth in the next two years on the internet for all of this video processing and streaming that we're doing now and the t fuel aspect of theta and i don't know if you know a lot about theta i only own a little bit but i did and and, and people like frank are starting to actually broadcast on the theater network i think it's interesting i think the concept is cool I uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on that because you know maybe i'll buy some more it's a little expensive right now it's like 13 bucks
2: yeah so with theta um a buddy of mine erhan uh introduced me to them back when they first started and they wanted uh, me to have a channel on the theta basically network uh, so they created the channel for me. They uploaded some of my content to it. Uh, this was a year or two years ago, something like that. Um, and this was before I really knew what it was. I just trusted my buddy, Erron, um, because he was um, doing their marketing for him. And Erron's uh, a great dude um, out of Hungary. And so anyways, um, as I started talking to their biz development people, their their founders, their, the different types of people that were involved with the actual Theta project itself, while you know the idea behind it's great, I didn't endorse it. I didn't use it um, because they simply store their their data on centralized servers, clouds, things like IBM, Amazon, Azure, things like that. So I'm a I'm a I'm a part owner of Gab. You know, people know that I'm a part owner of, of Pilled and Foxhole. Uh, and one of the the key differences between like Theta and like Foxhole or even Gab TV or any of these types of platforms is the data is you know stored on their own servers. So you saw what happened with Rumble, okay? You've seen what's happened with um I forget the name of the other app off the top of my head. It's like Cloud Cloud Hub, Cloud Hub or something cloud like Hub.
0: that. Yeah.
2: You know, same thing. They hosted their data on places these centralized cloud storage facilities and then they say something that's you know maybe not popular with the mainstream media or maybe the handlers or the owners of that platform and then they're deplatformed. And so, all the users now, all the time, all the data that they, they, the content that they created, they put on these platforms, they lose it. They lose their account, they lose their time, and they lose their data and content. So, I couldn't get behind Theta because they didn't have the most simple, simple issue that I have that the content creator must, must have ownership of their content, uh, whether it's on a place like Gab or whether it's a place like Pilled or whatever you have to own your content. It has to stay there. It can't be, you know, subject to outside whims of centralized control cloud cloud storage companies and things like that. And so Theta used it so I didn't get behind it. Um, could they be successful? Sure. Um, you know, are they, could they be like a DLive or could they be like, you know, a YouTube or something like that? Sure. I mean, they have, you know, some of the team, if I remember right, came from like YouTube or Twitch or something like that. So they have a good team, but my big problem with them is, they don't own the data. And if you don't own the data, you could basically go under any time.
5: Is that do you know if that's current state? Because my understanding was that they were the way that they were producing the T fuel is that they were basically um, uh, the way they were trying to decentralize it, at least was they were farming out bandwidth and creating these networks of people that could literally leverage their bandwidth as they weren't using it and they could put it into Um, I don't know if it's a blockchain or a decentralized network where where they could sort of sell that bandwidth up to the network and and they wouldn't be reliant on necessarily the big uh, providers like AWS and others.
2: I don't know. This is the last message I had with them. And so, um, you know, we asked, um, you know, where uh, you guys are running your own servers, custom built, using a big company to do it. Just asking because we have some ideas to help if you're interested. That was from my son who was talking with. Kyle Laffey. And so that was the last time that I spoke to them. What does it say right there at the bottom from Kyle?
1: Google cloud, huh? There yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So okay.
2: that's, that was the last that's message. I never bothered. Out. I never bothered, you know, looking into them again because it went against my core, my core principles. All right. The, I only
5: got one X on my whole list here. So that's great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, good stuff. Felicia. I appreciate
1: it. Cause I, I, I learned a lot when you bring it a little bit, when you bring that discussion another level, I can learn a lot from that. So I really appreciate that you guys. Do you know, um, I don't know if this is the right right time to ask this, and just put yes or no. Uh, Robert, do you know if uh, Gab TV is going to be doing streaming services soon?
2: Yeah, um, Andrew said that they will, but it's going to be a minute, right? So the problem with Andrew, I love him, but he goes into all these freaking directions. At one time, I, I tell him, man, go an inch wide, a mile deep. Kill it. Crush it at one thing first. Can you put you in know, a word sure for us?
1: I'm, I'm dying to wait for fucking Gab TV to do streaming. I don't want to have to upload every show. It's a pain in the fucking ass. So do do me a favor. Hey, let's go
0: already. huh? Put a good word in, would you? Belushi, any I, last thoughts that, before but- I let you go? But I
1: want
2: Gab to work. I want Gab to work perfectly like an equivalent of Facebook and Twitter, that type of, you know, interaction where it works super fast and you don't have to worry about it, you know, buffering and loading and taking forever to see the likes and the comments and fix that. Make that amazing. Make Gab TV amazing. Then bring on, you know, your streaming. Stop going in 50 directions at one time. You know, yeah, focus. That's a
5: good point. Yeah, it's <laughs> really trying, well so he's trying, trying to that. solve a lot of problems at once, and and yeah. I agree with you. If you can get the functionality down, and, and why people are so disenfranchised because the technology on YouTube and Twitter is so good and so robust, and yes, um, the, the compressing uh, technology and, and all the things that they have, he can get there. But to your point, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, if he could just get the fundamentals down, uh, a lot more people will be attracted to to that platform, um, and to be a lot less frustrating. Because I know when I first jumped on there, I was like man, I really want this to work, but fuck, I don't have all day, man. So on? Um, no, I just, it, I, now, yeah, yeah, go ahead.
1: What's VanWall Tech and Foxhole? Are they on a certain blockchain, and then how does that blockchain uh, relate to a certain uh, cryptocurrency?
2: So Vanwa is a, a, basically a server farm where they control and own all the data. So think of it kind of as um, like an Amazon of sorts, like an AWS of sorts, but for like 8-Coon, all right? So for... All the anons out there, all the stuff that's stored on the boards, that's on, um, you know, Vanwall, All right. So those servers there are far more uh, robust and far more less likely to be, um, I guess, you know, taken down than, say, maybe uh, a some kind of viewpoint that isn't popular with the mainstream media, uh, like like you would see on AWS or Google Cloud or something like that. IBM, yeah. IBM, IBM, for
1: instance, Cloud many is exactly, go ahead.
2: Yeah, exactly. So with VanWa, you know, they're, they're, it's Patriot-controlled and run. VA uh, Shiva, you know, like say so you look at uh, Dr. Shiva, he has his own server platform. Um, there's several others. Gab, they have their own servers, um, you know, in, within their own walls. So VanWa is very, uh, very cool. Uh, great Patriots there as well, and um,
1: highly recommended. How does that, uh, they're on blockchains, aren't they? Aren't, aren't those platforms based off blockchains or no?
2: Not to my knowledge, uh, to my knowledge, it's just you know basic uh, it's just basic computer programming, okay. just um, just regular servers.
1: and that's the same with foxhole
2: yeah, Foxhole doesn't use blockchain. they just use uh, just typical code, yeah, just basic okay. stuff, but but they control the data, which is huge, right you know, just like Gab controls the data.
1: Gotcha. I misunderstood that for some reason I believe that that was true. all right uh, uh, any last thoughts before I let you go.
5: Yeah, sorry, I, I I didn't mean to take up so much time, Abe. I apologize. No, you're good, uh, man. Thank thank you, Rob, man. That was, oh, was a really time, a really awesome education, and and you know your stuff. I I'm just last last quick question. I'm on Exodus, and I heard your Monarch pay because my XRP is starting to get to a point where I'm a little worried about. <laughs> you know, when you start to make, I hate to say this, not in a bragging way, like you start to hit a certain threshold of money, and you're like all right, I'm going to have to pay taxes. How's the tax going to work on this? And how may I even convert this? I don't want fiat necessarily. And you talked about the stable coin conversion. Um, Is there somewhere I can go just check out your more information on Monarch or is it just uh, on the app store or?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, feel free to go to uh, monarchwallet.com or monarchpay.com. And you can learn learn quite a bit right there. Um, we also have some basic tutorial videos on, I think, the Monarch YouTube channel. So there's a little bit of stuff there. Monarch Pay, um, that'll be coming. Like, it's already built. It already works. We have it with uh, one of the largest telemedicine uh, companies in the world. So um, there, we just have very few people that we allow to use it um, so far because of the potential for possible laundering money and nefarious people setting up, you know, bad, nefarious things. So uh, we're we're basically only using it with certain huge corporations or patriotic type corporations. Um, but but not yeah, for, you can not a lot for the retail, it.
5: Not for the retail investor yet.
2: Monarch Pay, no. And again, you know, Monarch Pay is uh, for the merchants uh, as well as consumers, but it's basically, think of it as a decentra- decentralized PayPal. Um, the Monarch Wallet, you know, you can store all your XRP, your XLM, your NEO, your Ethereum, your Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, you know, all, all those types of things. You can earn interest on it. You know, you can swap it if it's Ethereum-based in our decentralized exchange there. Do you have capabilities
5: for ADA and things like that?
2: Um, you said for ABA?
5: ADA? ADA, can, can I stake ADA? Because I'm staking no. ADA through... Oh, you can't do staking No,
2: that's on the Datalist wallet. So I, I don't recommend using any uh, ancillary wallet for Cardano other than the actual Cardano wallet. Um, our programmers worked with their programmers, you know, for quite a while. And the problem with Monarch is we have, you know, well over a million users And so it's easy for an exchange to hold uh, Cardano ADA because it's basically a master wallet. Now, when Monarch fires up, you've got millions of people all pulling from Cardano at the same time and we actually crash your chain. So they need to be more robust before we're able to... um, Put Cardano in our wallet, if that makes sense. No, no, it does. That was sense. the case it, about a year, year and a half it, ago.
5: No, that does make sense. Uh, so I'll probably keep it put for now. But okay, sorry, guys. Thank you so much, uh, Rob. That was a really great education. Uh, Abe, I put my um, uh, Catman Blues. <laughs> fucking muted myself I again Catman blues in, in the chat there so if you want to share that out to the team i yep, appreciate I got it brother it, yeah all right guys thank you so much god bless no you no problem Blues. take bless.
0: care brother got your youtube i'll put it out there in chat right now go check them out guys
5: good stuff i love
1: i love uh being a, a witness to discussions like that you can learn so much so i appreciate that big time uh we got norm coming in to hang out with us today as well uh, so that'll be cool. Um, he's, he's always had some great discussions as well. I just want to say hello to all you guys out there. Bruce Wayne, due diligence. Good to see you out there, brothers. Uh, Gary, good to see you. Jay hope hope as well. Thumper Rose, God bless you and your family. Good to see you out there. And Johnny being the Twitch fam out there, just kind of hanging out. Uh, appreciate you guys big time. Uh, so thanks for joining us here today. Norm is in the house. Go ahead and uh, unmute that and uh, th- tell me what's on your mind, Norm.
6: Wow, I was. I'm uh, glad I'm able to get through. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, we little go. Bit we we'll go ahead. I I can um there I can go. switch over my microphone, but um, no, talk, talk it's, right
0: it's into has been a while
6: since I've used this microphone. Um, so um, I've been wanting to talk to Robert for a while now. I've been into cryptocurrencies for about ten years now, and I used to be really active in it. And then when they start splitting up the chain to Cash and SV, I, I just stopped. For, but I still have my um, cryptocurrencies. And um, I, I still have a lot of Stellar. I got a lot of Stellar from just liking their Facebook page. So, um, and I can't believe what Dogecoin is doing right now. I, I just bought a little bit of Dogecoin to play around with. And I, I can't believe how much it is now. But uh, what do you think of like the technologies like are you familiar with made Safe and um, I, IP, um, the um, Intergalactic Planetary Filing System, IPFS? Yeah, IPFS. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. So IPFS is pretty awesome. I mean, the idea of basically just storing everything in different parts of the internet and being able to pull to it. Um, it's very cool, based, rather than having to use servers and things of, of that nature. So, very, very cool. Um, as far as Made Safe, um, I'm trying to think, uh, you know, there's thousands and thousands of projects. I've heard the name. Let me take a quick look. It's kind,
6: of, it's kind of like I, uh, IPFS. Okay. It's the same yeah, So idea. if it's
2: using the same stuff, then yeah, there's definitely a, a use case for it. And, and yeah, as far as all the, the forkings of chains that you were talking about going from Bitcoin to Bitcoin Cash and then Bitcoin Cash, forking for bitcoin sv yeah, it's it's a lot but if you held bitcoin the entire time then not only do you have bitcoin but you also have bitcoin cash and bitcoin sv so there's, I'm there's well,
6: that. well aware of that I am yeah. well aware of that so i have been sitting on my on my stuff um so hodl right now
3: hoddle, so hoddle. um
6: yeah but um what if Theta went over to something more like you know ipfs or um sure where where you're storing it actually on on somebody else's hard drive encrypted part of their hard drive and they're renting it out so to speak would that would you think think theta would be a a much better choice then
2: yeah there's um so this has been done before um i want to say it was like filecoin or Geez, I'm trying to remember the, the names of them way back in the day. I've, I've had the uh, founders on our show over the years and they just kind of like fizzled out. But um, there was quite a few, I want to say like Filecoin and a few others. They take this approach where they basically rent hardware, hard drive space from users all over the different world. And um, it's encrypted so that way the user, even though it's on their PC, they can't actually access the, the, the data, the information. It has to be in, uh, decrypted. And then the user, the placed it there, has access to the information. So it's kind of a way of using everybody's PC or hard drives out there uh, to store information versus using like an AWS type service. So if Theta went to that model, and I haven't talked to them since November of 2020. So I guess it's been like what, uh, six, seven months, five months, I guess it's been a minute. Um, I don't know what they've been doing if they're trying to move into a decentralized manner to get away from Google Storage. That's incredible, that's awesome. They have my total endorsement um, if they're going that route because IPFS is powerful and it's going to get even better and better and better. So if they're going that route, great, you know, more power to them. But that's, if they had told me that in the beginning, uh, I definitely would have had a different outlook knowing that they were going to move in that direction, but that's not what I heard. Um, I just heard straight from the horse's mouth that they're storing on Google Cloud. So I just left the project at that point.
6: Okay. Well, that, that would be the, the way I would think they should go, but I (laughs) I don't know if they're going that way.
2: It's just difficult to, when you got the transcoding and then the compression, if you're going to be storing little bits of video on all these different, you know, hard drives all around the world, trying to compile that, you know, so decrypt it, you know, figure out the, all the different aspect ratios of it, figuring out, you know, how the compression works to decompress it, you know, figuring out just all that it would be very complicated versus just storing it um, in a decentralized manner. That um, is the file location is in one place versus pulling it from potentially thousands of places. It's, it's,
6: yeah. it's a lot of code. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. And um, when all the coin, when Bitcoin started to fork so much, I was looking into altcoins, and I was looking for the closest clone I could find of Bitcoin. And I wanted to know what Bitcoin. you think of did what dogecoin Doge. yeah i dogecoin has like is not <laughs> rare enough for me it's yeah. that, that's the whole thing because it, how i don't know how much there's only like 21 million bitcoins how how many dogecoins will there be out there they sure they, they that one was a joke so they made made it like expandable um but what do you, what do you think about digibyte
2: I love Digibyte. Yeah, I've had, um, you know, their community guys on um, over the years on on our show. Uh, we actually support Digibyte in the Monarch Wallet. Um, it's basically Bitcoin on steroids. Um, they put a whole bunch yeah. of security um, security protocols in place that I don't want to bore the fam with. But basically, it's, uh, it's about as bulletproof of a blockchain as you can find out in the space, for the most part, um, that started as a humble clone of sorts of Bitcoin.
6: Yeah, well, that one's my favorite. Um, so uh, I put a lot into that. After, like I said, Bitcoin started um splitting, or whatever, forking. Actually, so uh, do you think? So you think? Did Has a chance to carry on and be useful?
2: Um, I definitely believe that uh, it's going to carry on and be useful. But understand the difference between Digibyte and say something like. You know, Tron or TRX or something like that. So, somebody like Justin Sun that owns BitTorrent, owns DLive, owns Tron, TRX, has a massive marketing team behind him. He's the king of hype, right? So, he hypes stuff up. Mm-hmm. And guess what? His stuff kind of works. Uh, with Digibyte, it's a community based project. All right. So, for it to like exponentially grow in price, you need the community to start basically promoting the crap out of it and getting more and more people through like a network effect to start using it as well. Um, Cause it doesn't have that, that centralized marketing team behind it where they've got investors and like Andreessen Horowitz pumping billions of dollars into it to to let the whole world know how cool Digibyte is and to use it. So it's going to come from the community, kind of like Bitcoin originally did before it had the big banks and before it had the big investors and before it had the huge retail, um, you know, I guess migration into it to push the price way up. So for Digibyte to do something like that, it's really going to be incumbent upon the community to really get the word out because it doesn't have the marketing team behind it. It doesn't have a lot of money in its coffers for development everything is community-based where the community basically, you know, votes on improvement protocols and things to the chain and marketing and all kinds of things like that. It just, it's, it's very, very community driven, similar to um, like Dogecoin.
6: Yeah. All right. Well, great. I I would love to go on for hours with you about (laughs) this topic, but uh, I don't think we have the time, but maybe, uh, maybe sometime I can get you on my show. That'd be great. Um, Anytime, brother. done, Okay. So yeah, I got to get back to work actually. So just wanted to ask um, Robert some questions. So thank you for letting me do that.
1: No, I really appreciate it. I norm, mean, you know, I really appreciate you as well. God bless you, man. And I look forward to hearing, hearing from you later this week. <clears throat> okay. Bye. God bless
0: you. Take care, Norm. Thanks. Bye. I
1: right, appreciate all the great calls again. You guys have been just great with us. Um, I mean, you know, uh, you don't you don't always expect, um, you know, there to be always great calls and you guys have just been on point and been great this whole time. I really appreciate you guys very much. Um, Joe, any thoughts on uh, the discussion so far or uh, from chat?
0: Oh, just like last time Beatles was here, man, I learned so much. Um, You know, I know I've been kind of quiet, but I think every, you know, I'm looking at everybody in chat and, and your guys' discussion and people calling in and everybody's getting uh, their their questions answered. Uh, That's exactly what it's about. And I just really appreciate Beatles time. Um, You know, he does so much behind the scenes stuff, as you guys have heard. And for him to spend a couple hours here just chit-chatting with us, it's, it's really amazing, Beatles. I appreciate it, man. Anytime, my brothers. Anytime.
1: Yeah, I really do appreciate it, man. It's um, you know, you, you got a lot going on, and to be able to pick your brain is really, uh, I mean, to make yourself available like that is pretty awesome. Here's the uh, sites, guys. Uh, search Monarch Wallet in any one of your app stores. You can find that there. Here's the website itself, CryptoBeetles.com. In that's the best. That's the best spot to start. Once you go there, you can look around and it can guide you to all over spot. If you get a, if you want to learn about stuff, if you want to. Uh, find out recent shows that he's done, stuff like that. That's the spot where you can find them there. Uh, any other uh, uh, locations where uh, you, people can find you and maybe reach out to you and interact with you, uh, Robert?
2: Uh, I think com. I think, has most all of our links. If you just go to social links, it shows you all the different ways to get a hold of us. Uh, some of them have, aren't you know current anymore, like LinkedIn took us down and you know, a bunch of other ones but you know pretty much in the social you'll to go to find us there we're also um, in about 46 million households on uh, comcast and at&t and uh, we have we have our show on biz uh, business television or biz tv and uh, we take you know like basically 22 minute segments of our different chats and then throw them up there uh, for people you know that we're expecting to learn about crypto or blockchain or you know stocks and things like that and then they end up getting red pilled so we've been doing that for the past I don't know, four or five, six months, something like that. Um, so there's that on cable television. But one of, the, one of the things that I'm really passionate about, of course, is um, you know, educating and waking people up and realizing that um, at a state level, that's where the power is. People are always worried about Congress, they're worried about Senate, they're worried about the president, but they don't realize that the Constitution was created. Our central government was created by the states. And each state has the power to basically take their power back The central government was only created to basically levy war, levy peace, um, impose tariffs on foreign countries and negotiate with foreign countries. All the other rights remain with the states. And we delegated these powers to the central government. The states created the central government and those rights were delegated, means they weren't basically um, surrendered and we can take them back at any time. So I'm really focusing right now on Operation Sunlight, trying to wake up as many people as we possibly can in these different states, starting with our vote. We need to get our vote back. We need to expose all this criminality, all this fraud, all these issues that we've had and so uh, we created Operation Sunlight. It's uh, for basically patriots in every single state. It's neighbors with neighbors. It's patriots with patriots. You know, it's, it's that type of, you know, ground up organic movement that rather than just going out and just throwing a Trump rally or going out and protesting on a corner, it puts the sunlight directly where it's needed to have the highest probability of success for us to, um, you know, fix some of these issues that we're having. So whether it's our vote, whether it's health care, whether it's the media, whether it's in a military, whether it's our judicial system, all these different types of things can all be solved at a state level using our state legislature. And so that's what we've been focusing a lot on. For anybody that wants to get you know, started, it's super simple. It's just Operation Sunlight at protonmail.com. We'll send you an email. It shows you exactly how to get a hold of your accounting clerk and request uh, voting um, basically data. Then we take that voting data and we throw it over to Dr. Shiva and dr shiva does his magic with his big brain and figures out if there's uh, irregularities or fraud or whatever within your county and then we're able to figure out okay this is the person that certified the fraud this is the person that should go to jail this is the person that can fix this issue versus just going around holding up a bunch of trump signs and protesting on corners and so we start with our vote then we move to all these other issues through our country because our country is certainly circling the drain and our previous approaches do not work the only approach that ever has worked is we, the people coming together and saying enough. So Operation Sunlight at ProtonMail.com.
1: Operation so Sunlight glad. at ProtonMail.com. I'm glad that you got that in there. I almost forgot to get it in there. I know Joe was getting ready to, though. Joe had my back on that.
0: I do. No, I do. I had it written down over <laughs> here as, as one of my pointers. To, where can we find and, uh, more information about that? It?
1: Do you have that on your, on your website? Uh, or where can, we, where can we find out a reminder that I could point to somebody, too, in case they forget or can't write that down right now?
2: Yeah, so there's a, uh, if you go to Crypto Beatles blog, it's the first post right there. There's links to it on my Gab. If you just go to Gab, um, I think it's Robert Beatles on Gab. There's links right there. Um, so I did like a 24 minute video. And then I did a more condensed 14 minute video that explains the, the process. And then when they email us, we just simply email them the form or just basically the words that they send to their county clerk. And my son is putting together an entire list for all 50 states, of all the county clerks, so that way they'll just be able to click a link, figure out what you know city or county or state they're in, and then just get the email address for their county clerk. Send the email to them; they'll get the the basically the data back from the votes, the ballots cast, the the voter per- participation roll. They'll get that data back. They just send it to me, Dr. Shiva. Then he does his magic. We also have some other incredible data scientists coming on to to kind of pinpoint where these shenanigans happen. So then we're able to figure out okay, this is the, the crook that certified it.
1: Um, and this has to be likely, specifically for the county that they live in, right? I couldn't yes. do it for another county, correct?
2: You can do it in any state. or Sorry, you can do it in any county in the state in which you live. But my understanding is you need patriots from, like say if they live in California, right? They could, they could request it from different counties within California. Um, I don't know that they could do it from, say, like Nevada or Oregon. So it's okay. better that the actual, whatever state you live in, we only really need the top three to seven counties that make up the largest you know, population because you're able to like, if you look at things like, um, uh, I guess what, uh, Arizona, supposedly Trump lost by less than 11,000 votes, but you look at Maricopa County, makes up 60% of the votes. You're telling me you can't find 11,000 Problematic ballots there, whether it was through error or fraud. Well, there's more Most than 11,000. There's more than 11,000 sure. in America. Yeah. I'm in Wisconsin. We all saw those ballot dumps. Yeah, I'm in Wisconsin.
1: So I'm gonna, I'll send you an email as soon as I get done here, and I will, I will, I will go to fucking work, dude. I'll, you gave me a new task for the weekend. <laughs> it's
2: simple. It's an email. It's an email to start. That's it. And then what we do is we basically put together, like we we figure out where the problems are, and then you figure out where to where to shine the light. And it just hasn't been done like this before. Um, and all the things that there. have been done like this in the past have, have always worked. I'm going to you know, promote this
1: every day. I'm going to talk about this every day, every day from now on. Operation Sunlight at com. Check out. Uh, his website, that's where you, the link's in there in the chat, and I put that in there, com is where you can find him there. It's been fun, man. Again, I, I love you, man. I wish I could give you a bro hug. I appreciate that. everything that you do for us. I know that you have a lot of love for everybody here, and, and we love you back, dude. So I really appreciate you big time, and thanks for joining us today. Big time, man
2: love you guys. Yep, Love the fam. You know, it's incredible to see so many familiar faces hanging out here in the chat, but you know, it's a small, it's a small community, right? So I mean, we got Foxhole and Pilled. So uh, of course we're going to see a lot of the same fam here. So it's uh, love y'all. God bless y'all. It's always great to, uh, to hang out and just uh, talk shop and talk about how we can, you know, fix this mess because it's going to require us. It's not going to, it's not going to be these uh, selected leaders that we keep seeing with all their BS promises. It's going to, it's going to take us peacefully to do it.
0: Yeah, That's exact, exactly right, uh, Beatles, and that's what we've been preaching on this show for, I mean, ever since me and uh, Abe been doing them together, is to get involved any way you possibly can, and this is something as simple as literally just emailing. How easy can that be? So again, thanks so much, Beatles, for being here. Everybody out in chat, uh, in Foxhole and in DLive, it has been flying by. I, <laughs> I have been trying to keep up, and I appreciate all your guys' questions and comments. Definitely love everybody out there. Definitely appreciate it. Tomorrow, we look forward to having White Hat on tomorrow. So I am super looking forward to talking to him for the first time. And uh, so look forward to that, guys. Other than that, Abe, back to you, brother.
1: Yeah, Foxhole Friday is kicking it off again with another great guest. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that. Um, uh, My friend Chris over in Twitch wanted to ask you about Twitch, if you can do that in under 30 seconds. T-W-E-T-C-H?
2: Sure. So Twitch, I mean, the platform itself is, I think, owned by Bill Gates or Microsoft. So no, she's oh, no saying, sorry, uh, it's AWS. If I remember right,
0: uh, she's saying Twitch. Twitch, T W E T C H. I think it's a newer platform oh. as well. Hmm. I don't. know, It sounds
2: like they're going to have some um, some copyright issues, or some uh, possibly, you know, uh, Twitch going after them for s- subtly using their names, like McDougals and McDonalds, right? Um, uh, yeah, that's I, a good
1: point. <laughs> yeah,
2: I I haven't looked into Twitch or whatever it's called, but um, you know, hey, I mean, the more the merrier. You know, let um, let the public decide, let the users decide what uh, what works the best, and let um, I guess uh, just competition decide yeah. what uh, what works the best.
1: Awesome. I appreciate you big time, man. It's been a lot of fun. And maybe, you know, I'll try to keep in touch with you, man. Maybe another month or two, I'll get you back and see how things are looking. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll at that point, I'll be able to uh, speak a little more uh, on the next level. That's my goal between now and then. That's why I keep having you on. I wanted to get I wanted to pick your brain and see where I could find straight from somebody who I respect. So I appreciate you big time. With that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. Thank you all for joining us here today, as you do every day, 5 p.m. Eastern, Brothers Uncensored. We'll see you guys tomorrow. I'm really looking forward to having White Hat in the house. I love that man, and I appreciate what he does too, big time. He brings that spiritual feel, and the man is blessed on another level. I appreciate you guys very much. We will see you guys tomorrow. Love much you.
2: Love.
0: Yeah, boys, Treat the word impossible